89fm.org. Bad snap. Bobble. Oh, Scoops oh. up. Here come the Spartans. Touchdown, MSU. From WDBM East Lansing, you're listening to the Green and White Report, a production from Impact Sports. This is your source for sports news, debates, and more for Michigan State, Detroit, and the rest of the sports world. Good morning, good morning. Sunday morning, 11 a.m., Green and White Report. We're here always. Ryan Rabinowitz, Julia Mitchell. Welcome back, Julia. Thank you. Feels good to be back. I'm glad to have you. Ryan Collins behind the glass. Henry Menigo is also here. By the way, I don't think people give me enough credit for starting the Hank nickname. I Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa. Hank will be the first observer to say I started that nickname. I don't, I don't think In so. the studio, at least. He's probably been called Hank before. but no, I, I call him Hank because of Henrik Lundqvist. I put that together. Henry, Henrik. No, no that Hank. didn't. Ha- it was a Northwestern trip. We started calling him Hank. I think I think you heard me call him Hank, and that's why you call him Hank. Okay. Anyway, I, I, I agree to disagree. Also, <laughs> Julian, can we talk about? I think there's been two different times this year where the Twitter is just confused who are the host. Like that one week where I didn't oh, host, yeah. and I, I <laughs> like this week it was like Julian Mitchell and Ryan Rabinowitz. Yeah. Talked about the big game. I was like, I didn't, I didn't talk about the big game. Okay. I was there, but I wasn't here it's to talk okay. about it. It's okay. Just throw it a blind retweet. Yes, it's, I know. Just, I know. We just yeah. need to get clicks. It's all about just the get clicks. Yeah. We're on iTunes and Spotify, so give us clicks now. But but welcome back. Your first show since break. Thank you. you were MIA last week. I was. I was. Uh, Feels good. Well, actually, no. You were on the show for a second. That's right. I remember that. I lied to everyone and said that you weren't here, but you were oh, there. Yeah. You asked me how my, uh, my New Year's was. Yes. So we do have, on that note, our Sparty Awards today. I will tease it for the future already. Uh, New Year's resolutions that people have already broken. We're officially uh, pretty close to two weeks into 2020. And it's crazy. You know all those resolutions are are done. You start to window. see the gym thinning out. There's a little, I already spoiled one of them. But, uh, um, but yeah, good to have you back. I know you were supposed to make the trip to Purdue today, but uh, uh, Father Christmas or Father Winter, Winter, yeah. Sol- Winter Solstice Man, Mother Nature. Michigan just for. decided, you know, here you go, a little ice storm. Why not? We were uh, just take that. Me and my buddy were driving back to East Lansing from Clarkston yesterday. We went to, went out in Royal Oak on Friday. Uh, went to his place in Clarkston, and then we were driving back up, and it was fine. We're like, oh yeah, the roads were fine. Then we hit like 15 minutes out of Lansing, and it was like I, you could have ice skated on the highway. It was out of control. <sighs> That's rough. Yeah, my mom would have killed me if if we made the trip. Oh, she my found mom. Out. My mom was furious about me driving back up yesterday. But how long is that drive to Purdue? Uh, it's about four hours. Yeah, about four hour drive. Okay. Yeah, your mom would have been firing off text the entire car ride every time. At you okay? You, you good? You're what alive? mile are you at? What mile marker? Yeah, but I'm glad to have you here. Thank you. Appreciate I had a good time with Collins last week, but it's just you know something different. There's a little bit of you know it's a little different having Collins. You know, a little bit of color in the room. It's good to be back. Yes. Um, I do. I do want to. Uh, oh, I I see what you did there. <laughs> there we color go. In the room. Interesting. That's awesome. Good. Good joke. <laughs> good. Jo- that's pretty funny, Julian. Wow. Um, I do want to mention too before we get rolling here today. We got a. Uh, actually, you know what? I always say we have a lot to do today. I'm not going to lie. We don't have a ton to do today. Very, very <laughs> simple. Michigan State basketball, Michigan Boom. State hockey. Uh, we'll talk college football, national championship that takes place tomorrow, the NFL playoffs. And for you uh, for you fans of The Bachelor out there, male or female, uh, we have The Bachelor talk that yes, we'll we start do. this week. Uh, we do have to. We need to be consistent on this. We need to continue to yeah, we have hold to. each other accountable for watching these episodes taking notes, doing our due diligence. I'll keep you updated on my draft. 
I got two <laughs> lovely ladies that I got in my draft at number eight, eight out of nine. Steel. We'll talk about that Steel. later. Okay. All right. Um, but stay tuned for that. I think we'll be doing that just after the eleven thirty ish break. And I say that loosely because we always go over on time on everything. Yeah, we we can just talk forever. Don't know when it's gonna happen. It Noon is, is it's is. strict. They're not strict. They're very loose. As long as loose I get time as long as I get the legal out, that's all anyone cares about. Yeah, that's, that's all, all I'm here for. All I'm here for is to read the legal at noon, and this could it does, whatever. I'm useless. <laughs> um, either way, beside the point, I do want to mention again too. Shout out to Steph. We're on iTunes and Spotify now. I will say this probably every week until they kick me off the airwaves. Uh, thank you to Steph and whoever else was involved. Yes. And here's the thing. Let me let me backtrack for a second. I don't want to go on a rant. I'm not gonna not gonna boss anyone here. But uh, we've been trying to do this forever. I trying to find in the past trying to find the Green and White Report and even like the other podcasts like Impact Is Own Motown Rundown, Fubar. No idea. I, people are searching to go. Hey, Fubar a word? It is. You look it up because I look it up. Eventually, it's a military term. Saving Private Ryan. That's where I heard it for the first time. Ah. It's a good one. You're going to start using it. Um, but trying to find the show has always been a struggle. But now we are on iTunes. I don't. I feel like we always have been on iTunes. We've been on iTunes. But it's been under the blanket of the one impact, uh, like the podcast branch, maybe, if that makes sense. Yes. Like and we, you, we have a better feed now. So all the episodes get yes. up quicker, faster, better than like last time it'd be. You're on episode three, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, when did episode 63 come out? Correct. Yes. So thank you, Steph. And again, anyone else involved? I don't know many people here. <laughs> no one knows who I am, by the way. Look at Collins. Collins is zooming in on me right now. Are you taking a Snapchat of me, Collins? Is this, trying to are you Snapchat? What are you doing? Trying to get the social going, man. Well, I, I, I get a, it's a terrible angle of me. I don't want, do not take videos of me when I'm sideways because I look thick. What do you mean? Do you look like a house. I'm thick. <laughs> Give me the frontal shot. I'm just, Dude, I'm, you are, a, when you post like Instagrams, you're, you can tell you're flexed in a nose. It's so I'm not right. flexed. What do you mean? <laughs> flexing in what Instagram post of mine? Like the chest is popping out. Dude, I'm just, this is how I'm built, Collins. I was born this way. You're just born with massive, ch- a massive chest. Yeah, and a massive belly in midsection. Yes, that's, I, what is this? What does this turn into today? I don't know. You're the one who brought it up. Yeah, well, I angle. saw you zooming in on me. Whatever. Continue to do your, what you got to do. Sorry. I'm sorry for snapping at you. Wow. Um, you what, guys need to have a conversation what? about that. That was whatever. It's we'll, kind of awkward. We'll deal with it off the argument air. on air. We'll deal with it off the air. Um, but yes, thank you, Steph. Find us on iTunes, Spotify. All of our new episodes will be on there. So if you miss a Sunday, it happens. You know, have a little too much fun yeah. Saturday night. You can't wake up for 11 o'clock. I understand. We're here. Um, but you can listen to the episodes now, so that's awesome. Well, you love it. All right, so if you want to join the show today, 517-884-8989 to text us. If you want to call us, allegedly Ryan Collins knows how to work the phone now. Also, thank you to Steph. I was really not listening when she was trying to explain to me what was <laughs> to do. I, and it's not. I we sort of know how to work the phones. We still don't know how to work it from behind the glass. We know how to work it from there. Yeah, but the thing there. is, is Steph does, and she explained that to you. I know she did. No, no, no she didn't know how to do that either. Yeah, before you got here, we were here for at least two hours trying to figure <laughs> out to get the phone to stop ringing actually in the studio yeah. and behind the glass. We're, it's a work in progress. Yeah. Okay. It's a work in progress. So I'll throw out the phone number. We actually, can't get calls don't call now. us. Don't We can? We do. We can okay, get phone so calls, but you co- just have to answer it from right there. Dude, that's a lot of stress you guys I know. Put, I know. Don't put me in that spot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's the phone number, 517-432-3893 to call us. I cannot promise you that I'm going to be able to do this, but I will try. I believe in you. 
Uh, but again, if not, 517-884-8989. Text us any of your thoughts on anything we talk about on the show today. Uh, if you got questions for us, you're dealing with some stressful stuff in life, you know, Julie, we could we could help you out with that. Maybe yeah, we can give some advice. Anything you want, sports, We're qualified. life, I don't know, uh, summer vacation spots. You're interested? I don't know anything. Uh, or tweet us at WDBM Sports hashtag GW Report. Uh, all right, let's roll now. Michigan State basketball. They play today at noon. We are thankful that you are here to talk about this, Julian. Because, <laughs> um, you are an impact is own man. You are on the Michigan State men's basketball beat. These are true. These are all facts. A uh, couple games to talk about here. Michigan State over Michigan. Hawaii, 87-69. to That was last Sunday after we got off the air. Uh, and then Minnesota came to town. 74-58 to win on Thursday. Again, they will take on Purdue. That tip is at noon here today. So if you stop listening to us to go watch the game, we understand. Um, but either way, we'll backtrack all the way to the Michigan game. Here's the first thing I will say to you, and I tweeted this, and I want everyone to, if you're if you're on the radio right now, I want you to turn the dial up a little bit more. If you're streaming us online, can you crank that volume up a couple notches? I want to make this very clear, and I, I'm sad that it took me about to you know four years to get to this point because there's always that long-standing debate of you know the Xavier Simpson, Cassius Winston. Please yep. do not ever breathe Xavier Simpson's name in the same sentence as Cassius Winston ever again. It is disrespectful to the game, to Cassius, uh, to the sport of basketball, to everything that this country was built upon to compare Cassius Winston to Xavier Simpson. Because, one, to compare anyone to Cassius right now, uh, based on he's playing and we, you hope he keeps it up, is that's just unfair. Imagine being Xavier Simpson, that poor, poor man in Ann Arbor. And every day he has to wake up and he's constantly compared to Cassius Winston. That's like that's like if I go play pickup and you like hold me to the expectation of like LeBron James. And I know I'm just completely fanboying here. But you're I'm, you're close though. Thank you. You're, I'm you're close there. to that. That's level. The, that's the longstanding debate. It's MJ LeBron. And then, you know, there's those few people like, what about Rabinowitz? You exactly. Know, you're, I, you're the biggest what if in yeah. all of sports. Yes, what, exactly. What if Rabinowitz went pro? Ex- yes, exactly. That's the thing. I never got my shot. I think if I were to get my shot, we, you know, I might not be here right now. <laughs> um, but either way, uh, Cassius Winston in that game, unbelievable. And it's just not even not even the, the points, obviously, 32 points in 38 minutes. Fantastic, obviously. But there's just something different that Cassius Winston brings to the game it's almost the, the intangibles of basketball as far as his IQ, his vision, the way he can just control and command a game. Uh, the Breslin was bumping. It was awesome to see. Uh, obviously, you know, the Michigan was fired up coming into the Breslin. They, you know, I, I, whatever, Livers didn't play, whatever excuse you want to make. They're really good at, at, at doing that mental gymnastics over there at Michigan. <laughs> um, but again, 87 69 win. What'd you see from the Spartans in that game that you had to love? You had to be loving it. Yeah, well, I think one thing, and you said it because it's got to be talked about, but Cassius is the uh, the biggest game-breaker right now in college basketball. I mean, this is a guy who LeBron James, <laughs> LeBron James I mean, he he has that ability to really control the game at all levels. Um, and it's not something, and like you said, it's not something just with skill, but it's the intangibles. I mean, his ability, his basketball IQ to see the floor, to know where to go with the basketball. What I really, you know, you love watching him, and the thing, you know, Izzo and everyone is so proud with and happy of for what they're able to do is he has such an ability to control pace it's really unbelievable because Michigan State is a team that loves to run and get out in transition but he has this this way of watching him where it's it's kind of like everyone else is moving fast yet he's moving slow and the game just seems to slow down for him and he sees angles and maneuvers that others just can't see in in half the speed as he's going at and so it's 
it's really astonishing to watch him play. And clearly, I think right now he's he's the best player in college basketball. Um, but outside of him, I think Xavier, Xavier Tillman has been probably the most important piece for this Michigan State team. Um, I think you know what you're getting from Winston night in and night out at this point. Um, the biggest question to start the season uh, was was Xavier Tillman and where he was going to be and was he going to be you know this superstar big man that he ended up being towards the end of last season. Kind of started out slow to start the year but has turned it on and he has been a double-double machine. He's dominated defensively. His ability to switch and, and pick up guys one through five has been you know, big for this Michigan State team to to roll off pick and rolls. The way his screen setting ability, it, it, it's the reason Winston gets freed up for a lot of yeah. these looks. And I think that goes overlooked just how masterful the two of these are within the pick and roll. And uh, just just looking at those two, I think it's that's a dynamic duo that is a, a force in college basketball right now. When you look at Xavier Tillman, do you think that since like the emergence of Marcus Bingham on the defensive side of the basketball, like has that helped him on the offensive end of the floor that he doesn't have to carry as much of a load on the defensive end? I think so because I mean you're starting to see Bingham match up with a lot of these bigger guys and just use his length versus Tillman who isn't as tall, kind of has to muscle and, and be a little bit tougher and that kind of leads some to some of the foul calls that he was getting earlier and so Bingham can kind of play those matchups, and Tillman's more allowed to run the floor and play with guys who are more around his height, more around his size. So I definitely think that has been an increase for him. I think one of the bigger things is the game, I think at least as you got more into Big Ten play, which is it's strange how that's kind of worked, but Michigan State has found a way to kind of force that transition and that speed on these Big Ten teams, and it's straight away from them having to drop the ball into the post. I think I've seen less post-ups from Tillman. He's taken also taken less three-point attempts, yeah. which has been big for him and his field goal percentage and what kind of looks he's going to get. Um, so I think that's all kind of changed his game so far. When watching this game, I, I always think when you know in these rivalry games, whether it's football, basketball, whatever it may be, especially basketball, I'm never comfortable in these games no matter how big the lead is. And to me, Michigan was never really like in this game. To me, it felt like I mean, I obviously playing on the road and playing at the Breslin is a very different animal from playing on the road at other places. Yeah. And the place was very like on TV. You're it like, this is it's you know incredible in there. Uh, so I I never really felt like Michigan ever had control of the game, and they were just they were I mean literally always playing from behind. But it just from the emotion and from the just the feel of the game. I just, I, I, it was nice to see Michigan State dominate for four or four quarters for two halves, uh, and that's something that I think is is one of the positives to take from this game. And in the last couple games for Michigan State, as you've had, you know, some obviously a couple losses early on in the season. There's been instances where they've been in games where you kind of feel like, you know, at a certain point, you're kind of waiting for that Michigan State to, okay, when are they going to give up like a nice 10 nothing run, and then it's a mess, and Izzo's screaming, and they're playing from behind. And you didn't see that in this game. And one of the positives that I'm that I'm taking away is just that this is a game where you look at Michigan State and go, this is what this team is capable of. Obviously, that you can't point to this game and go, this is going to be the best they play all season because there's still a lot of season left to play. But I, I just felt like from a holistic standpoint of everyone involved playing their role, again, I mean, Cassius Winston with 32, Tillman with 20, Gabe Brown only had six, Aaron Henry only had six, Rocket had eight. It's not like you had a ton of guys scoring in double digits, but there's just some there was some feel about this game that everyone was contributing in their own way. And it felt like Izzo did a really good job of finding the matchups. Uh, you know, Teske was going to be a problem coming in. Everyone knew that. 
Uh, I, I thought I, Bingham, when, when he was put on test, he rose to the occasion. I, I, you know, Marcus Bingham is a guy that you, you'd like to see him put on. Gosh, I'd love to have him put on 30 more pounds or in the next <laughs> yeah. couple of years or whatever. But he's shown you that he can defend pretty well on the low post. And, you know, he gets himself real low. It's, it's pretty funny to watch when he gets himself real low like that. And he, he does sometimes get caught giving up the inside p- portion of the lane. Uh, I think Julius Marble might have got caught doing the same thing. Um, but there's there's an element to Marcus Bingham's game that you need him on the floor. And that's one thing I've been harping on all season long. Was like I'd like to see more Marcus Bingham. And he's coming into his own on the defensive side of things. Obviously, when you're that long, it helps to have him as a rim protector. And I think to Collins' point, Xavier Tillman can kind of take a step back from having to do it all on defense in the low post. And he doesn't have to guard the biggest guy that's on the floor. Which which helps a lot. So I was impressed in that circumstance as well. And I just I, again I think taking away from that game, that was an instance of Michigan State basketball where you can really see what this team is capable of doing. And you know, Michigan, I think obviously not having Isaiah Livers, you pump the brakes a bit on them and, and analyzing it. Okay, just how good is this team? Maybe. Um, and I don't think that they're a a powerhouse Big Ten team like people may have thought when they were you know knocking off a couple good teams early in the season. Uh, but that's that's still a test in a, in a rivalry game. But to 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 perform the way you did as Michigan State, you have to be pretty pleased going forward in these next couple games. I mean, can we talk about? I think that was most electric the Breslin's been in the last couple of years. Yeah, it, when Juwan Howard got that technical, I thought that place was going to explode. And then Cash just hit the three that didn't count. And but like on TV, I, Julian, you were there. Did it was it did it have a different like energy? It definitely. It it was different, and it it was probably the 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 most packed, and at times the loudest that I've heard. But I think the thing about this game, and Ryan, you said it. While it it was a really good performance from Michigan State, the crowd still never hit its full capacity. It never hit like it never got as loud as you thought it would because yeah. Michigan always stayed within reach. Yeah, like it wasn't like Michigan State went out on a. 10 nothing run and this game blew up to like a 15 point lead it was always oh they got it to 10 oh wait yeah. it's back to 9 yeah. oh right it's at 11 yeah. now it was so back and forth it never the lid never truly popped until that Juwan Howard moment I I will say this about Michigan Franz Wagner stinks he is so bad if he like I understand he's a freshman and he's going to be very good in the next couple of years but he is a guy like they need to give qual- like he needs to give them quality minutes with livers out and he just can't do it and I don't know Michigan's weird because I like Xavier Simpson but the way you're playing three guards that are under six two it's gonna be tough to match up with other teams in a country when you're doing that yeah I mean they just I, it, this is gonna be a very what you saw here against Michigan State is going to be a very Michigan, very different Michigan team, uh, I think, in February when yes. they go to Ann Arbor. Yeah. Because with Livers, it is a completely different team. you got a team that's better shooting. I mean, Livers was the best shooter, best three-point shooter on the team, and he sat out. And then they shot, looking at the stats now, they shot uh, 20, 21% from beyond the arc in that game. I mean, they couldn't hit anything. Eli Brooks was not great. Teske only only made one. Xavier. I mean, the thing you look at is without them, they kind of have to rely on Teske going in the post, which is why you saw Austin Davis get some time. Is because they didn't have guys who were spacing the floor well enough. The floor was so clogged, and that kind of led to Xavier Simpson having a tough night. The lane wasn't open for him to come in with his patented hook shots. Um, and so they're they're going to be a different team. I definitely think Wagner's struggling. 
but it's it's kind of the same thing that you end up getting. Like I think Michigan, they have good players, but they also are trying. They got to get a lot more out of some of these guys. I think Brandon Johns is a guy who he's kind of starting to turn the corner. Yeah, he, he played a pretty good game for what it was worth against Michigan State. Twelve points, four and nine from the field. But obviously, you look at that. He's not Isaiah Livers, right. and what Livers would have brought you, Johns kind of didn't have. And even though he had twelve points, it just wasn't all the way there. And so I think when Livers comes back, this is going to be a completely different-looking team. Shout-out to Austin Davis for Michigan, number 51, for being the guy. Who is that guy? Like, he got in the game, and everyone said, who is he? Yeah, And, and, he then, and then he gave him the work. Yeah. He gave Bingham the work. Yeah, he looks like he's, like, 45 years old, too. Michigan's always good to have, like, one of those guys. It comes off the bench, like, who's this? Where'd this guy come from? He looks like he's 40. Um, Michigan exclusively has white big men. I don't know what's been going on the last, like, five. Ever since Jordan Morgan, I don't remember. Like, it's just all white big men. They're all jumpy. All jumpy. Testy's not that jumpy, but you know what I mean. Not easy on the eyes either. Okay. That's not nice. (laughs) That's not nice. You just call them gumpy. That's not gumpy and ugly are two different things. I didn't say ugly. I said they're not easy on the eyes. That's saying they're ugly. Aren't we? Michigan State has a comparatively better-looking team. Is that fair? I'm I'm not the judge. By the way, you know what I I, I comment about the basketball skill. You know what I can't. You know what I can't stand. Merits of their looks. Whatever. You know what I can't stand about Michigan basketball. Every player has the same haircut. It's it's a problem. They have the new. They have the ramen noodle OBJ haircut. That's like not. They don't do the coloring on it, but they all have the same like fake mohawk, like the Jordan Poole haircut. The the thing that has tripped me up, and I've texted a couple of my buddies at Michigan. Why did Isaiah Livers change his number to two? Because every single time I watch Michigan, I'm like, oh, Jordan Poole just hit a three. It ju- like, in my brain, <laughs> in like in my brain, I'm like, same haircut, same number. Yeah. And I, can- I like, cannot, like, change my mind. It's like, infuriating. what was the point of changing your number? I don't know. That bugs know. me. They do all have the same. What was it? The Drippy Boys? Is that what they called themselves last year? I think year? so. Yeah, it was like the Drippy Boys or something. Yeah, it's what, the, whatever it's, that. it's horrible. Collective was trippy boys. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Either way, enough about the hair. I'm sorry. Everyone's upset about me commenting on their looks. Whatever. No one's upset about it, but I mean, I, there was. I, I don't know what you to, want me. I, I don't know what you want me to say to give, this. You give the you give the bas the basketball analysis. I give the uh, appearance. Yeah, we, analysis. save the looks analysis for the bachelor talk. Yes, good. Um, the next game I want to move into obviously Thursday, Michigan State and Minnesota. Uh, they won that one 74 to 58. Another game where you, I mean, I'm not that Minnesota is any kind of a powerhouse. So they sit towards the bottom in the Big Ten standings. Um, but another game where I, that, if, hey, look, if anything, Minnesota was more in that game than Michigan was in their game against Michigan State. And there were a couple times where, you know, you saw the old Michigan State, if I, if that makes any sense of the, you know, the turnovers, the sloppy play, the empty possessions, uh, being careless around the rim, not, boxing out that's why i think one of the things that michigan state has get, gotten caught on as of late um not that they get dominated on the boards by anyone really um but a lot of standing around and staring at the basketball and that's something that Izzo. that's michigan state is always a very fundamentally sound team rebounding wise and on defense um and, and to have a guy like marcus bingham and a, a physical guy like xavier tillman you need to box out um, and that's where I think the Michigan State got dominated pretty early in that Minnesota game. But they figured it out. They Look, I mean, obviously, Cassius Winston, again, another spectacular game from him. Xavier Tillman, again, another great game for him. I think my taking away from these last couple games for Michigan State is anytime someone enters the game, I'm, like, pretty confident that they can contribute. And I think that's something that's that's important to have. Like, they just have so – they're so deep, and that's I was really – 
debating early on in the year of like, okay, is this team as deep as we think they are? But I mean, Julius Marble comes in, electric dunk against Minnesota, roof blows off, it's awesome. Like Kyle Arns, when he comes in and gets his time, who I also think should be getting more minutes. Foster Lawyer had his great game against was it who was uh, Western well, yeah. when when he was finally you know oh wow Foster Lawyer one of the best shooters in Michigan high school basketball history shoot the ball and it works so there's there's so many components and layers to this team and granted you know we've been talking about Aaron Henry maybe needing to take another step uh, Gabe Brown has been has been great for you as your if you want to call him your fourth guy that you go to on the floor um, wherever you think that he fits into that rotation. Um, but they really have options everywhere, in my opinion. And I think that's one of the best things that this Michigan State team has going for them. Where you look at a team like Michigan, they cannot get that deep into their bench. I, I like watching Julius Marble play. I think he deserves more minutes. Malik Hall, Thomas Kithier, you know, name who you want. They they have players everywhere. And, and you always forget, too, Rocket Watts, a guy that, you know, that's that's a freshman that has shown you some flashes, shown you some inconsistencies. When he's out there, with, even I think I love when they put Ka- uh, uh, Foster and Rocket out there together too. I think they complement each other very well. Um, but I don't know. I can't say enough that I, they they've looked great the last two games. I will say this about the whole Foster and Rocket situation: Rocket not being in the starting lineup has definitely helped this team. Gabe Brown definitely, I think, fits better what what they want to do, getting more minutes than Rocket is because Rocket is like. He's a volume shooter, and he can't really shoot off. Like he can shoot off the dribble, he cannot catch and shoot right now, like at all. Like that, like that's just not his forte. And I think he'll figure it out eventually. But I, I mean, Foster being assertive is huge. But I, I still think we need to talk about how Aaron Henry is just not fulfilling what he, his potential because he needs to be the second best player on this team if they want to make a serious run in March. And he's just not assertive enough. He could take anyone baseline, and he literally just he makes that one little pump fake, adds that he's throwing in a hole, and then passes it back to Cassius. It's and then he will get a wide open three, hesitate, not shoot it, and then take a contested fifteen footer. It, it, it seems like his confidence is not shaken, but it, he he's not confident in himself for the abilities that he has. It's wild to me. Yeah, I, I think you you look at it, and you would like Aaron Henry to have the confidence of Rocket Watts. Like if those two could switch, <laughs> and Watts could, or Henry could have Watts's confidence, and Watts could take over and have some of Henry's just always seemingly ability to just stay calm and just give the basketball up when he doesn't think mm-hmm. he have he has what he has. You're looking at guys who'd be a little bit different, two different players, and I think you know Collins, you you hit the nail on the head for me, and and it's one thing. Well, I do think Michigan State has been good over this last stretch of games, and they are still undefeated in the Big Ten. Um, a trip with Purdue, you know, today coming up could change that. But the thing with me, if I'm playing them and I'm an opposing team, especially if I have a decent big man, I am trying to foul out or not foul out, but take Xavier Tillman out of the game, and then I'm just gonna make everybody else beat me. I still don't think Gabe Brown, Aaron Henry, Bingham, even Marble when he comes off the bench, I don't think any of them have shaken me enough to say, oh, they can beat me. Like, Gabe Brown, I don't think, still hasn't connected on multiple threes. He hasn't hit a great percentage from three in any game where I'm like, okay, that guy, that guy's knocked down. I mean, he's, he was one for four in this game. It, it's still, to me, like they just need a couple more things to go right. I think Henry does need to a little bit, be a little bit more aggressive, although I have liked his kind of transition into a secondary playmaker. He had seven assists in this game against Minnesota, and I thought that was that was a pretty good kind of change for him if he's not going to be as the as much as uh, the assertive guy. I do expect him to kind of pick that up. Um, 
But surrounding that, Gabe Brown's got to be able to knock down threes. The three-point shooting for this team, if there's one thing that is kind of worrying about uh, later on in the season, I think it's that ability to not be able to hit the three. That, yeah. that could be a potential cause for uh, for alarm later on in the season. Yeah, you bring up a good point. I think when I you know when I talk about how deep this team is, I agree that when when it comes to who you're matching up with, if you're an opposing team from Michigan State, it's Cassius and Tillman. And and as Colin said, you need Aaron Henry to be a threat to where you need to you know pay mind to to him and his offensive ability. Again, granted, he's you know his his mid range shot is pretty solid. Um, it's but it's a it's a matter of adding more components to the game in more ways to score. And I think, if, yeah. like you said, if, if Xavier Tillman were to follow, follow out today against Purdue, you might be in trouble. And I, and there's been instances where, again, you've seen, you know, Aaron Henry's been able to play well. Gabe Brown has had his moments. Everyone has had their moments in, in different games throughout this season. But I don't think that they've played a complete game to the, to the tune of where you have – you know, you, it doesn't matter who you're trying to guard. Someone else is going to score. You know what I mean? It's it's Cassius and Tillman, and that's a great point that you bring up. And that's where that's what's going to separate this team from you know being a team that goes to the you know elite eight or to the you know go all the way. Is is can you get other guys involved and, and make them a viable threat to other teams? So again, Purdue today at noon. Um, Purdue not really a team that I, I think that they have a bit of a down year. They're nine and seven uh, on the season. Uh, but that's a tough place to play. It is. Mackey is, is, you is love one of too. the tougher you were, environments. You were there last year or two years ago, weren't you? Yeah, last year, last year. It was a good trip. That arena, it was my first time there. It's a, it's a great place. And the, they they come out. I think I was seeing something earlier on Twitter, though, that MSU or something wasn't a part of the ticket. I don't know. It was part of the ticket package or something like that. And But, yeah, but it should be a good arena. It should be a good environment. We'll see what happens over there. Purdue, they— they do struggle. They uh, they struggle to score. They put up only 37 against Illinois. Yeah, unreal. In a 63-37 loss there to Illinois. Um, so it'll be an interesting game, but they always seem to, especially at home, play up to the people. I mean, they played a pretty good game against Michigan in Ann Arbor just a few days ago now. Um, but Travion Williams has been fantastic over these last stretch of games, 36 points um, against Michigan. See how well he plays, performs in this one here. Uh, the biggest thing, I think, is you got to look out for Sasha, Sasha Stefanovic. Uh, if that guy gets hot from three, it, this game could could be very interesting. He hits a couple of those, and that gym explodes in Mackey. Be a very interesting one there in Purdue. This you look at the rest of the schedule now. Obviously, the Big Ten play is will carry through the rest of the season. It's I, everyone's beating everyone, man. I, I can't tell you. I really can't tell you who the best team in the Big Ten is, other than Michigan State. I don't mean to say that as a slappy, but you know you've seen t- Michigan State is the one team, of course, knock on wood, as being Michigan State fans. But you haven't you haven't seen them drop a game to a team that they really shouldn't. I mean, you know, Ohio State's you've seen Ohio State's vulnerable. Illinois is this is second in the Big Ten right now, and not that they're a, a bad team by any means, but that's of all the rest of the teams that you're looking at on the slate between Maryland and and, and Michigan and Ohio State. You know, you, you would uh, if I would have told you Ohio State basketball is is last in the Big Ten right now, you'd probably laugh in my face if I if I told you yeah. that a couple months ago, especially with playing as well as they've been playing. So it's, I think it's such a great time to be watching basketball in the big 10 because, you know, Purdue today, again, not a very strong team, but that to play in that environment. And I don't know, it's going to be crazy. Hold on to your hats. I think five teams in the big 10, I don't know how many games they've played so far, but everyone I think has played around five games, but there's only been five teams that have won on the road, like just five wins on the road in total in the big 10 this year. 
It's it, home court advantage is a serious factor this it's year. It's huge. It's huge. I, I mean, it's, I, you think you look at the Big Ten, the arenas that you have to go to are, are some of the best in college basketball. Yeah. And it, it is tough because, I mean, you even look at an Indiana team that that isn't excellent, but you got you got to walk into Assembly Hall and get a win. Exactly. Like, uh, that's one of the tougher things to do. Purdue's not great, but Mackey Arena, ridiculous. Uh, Breslin Center, I mean, Michigan State's good, but, but Breslin is going to be packed for whoever comes into that gym. Chrysler Center stinks, though. The Maze Ridge is the worst student section, I think, in a bit time. Mm-hmm. And this is not a hot, this is not a scorching hot take. This isn't bias. It just stinks. I've been to a couple Michigan games. No energy. Well, they're it stinks. A, they're a football school. I guess. I guess. Their basketball team has been to a national championship and a final four in the last half. I like the years. arena. No, it's super nice. It's, it's arena, super nice. It's, I will say, out of the environment, eh. Yeah, the environment isn't. Like Isn't there as with like you know it Purdue? It That's what it does. Let's just be honest. It stinks. It's terrible. Let them hear. Okay. Let them. <laughs> Let them know. Tell them. Gonna get some mean tweets from uh. Some Whatever. Blue. Who cares? Uh, Michigan State and Purdue again. It, that's at noon today. Uh, the Spartans look to, look to keep their eight-game winning streak afloat. Uh, with that, we will go to a quick break here. We have Michigan State hockey on the other side of this break. They took on Minnesota this past weekend. Do not turn the station, folks. This is the Don't Green and White Report. Man, I'm so glad you bought this tandem bike. Yeah, bikes are great because you can ride wherever you want. On the street and on the sidewalk. And into the grocery store. And down this escalator. And on the grass. And across this intersection because we have the right of way. The League of Michigan Bicyclists wants to remind you that bikers should obey all street traffic laws. That means stopping at signs or lights and signaling turns. So no matter how you choose to get around, please share the road. A message from The Impact. Impact 89 FM, this is Susan. How can I help you? What's all these sounds? They all delightful. You're listening to the Afterglow. Define it. Oh, well, it's one of our specialty shows here at The Impact. It's our chill wave, down-tempo experimental show from 9 to 11 p.m. on Sunday night. Excellent. How can I have it? Um, well, we have an app. Fantastic. I will see you next Sunday. Oh, but we're closed on weekends? Okay. Computer, set navigation for Holden Hall next Sunday at 9 p.m. These earthlings are on to something. Catch the Afterglow this Sunday from 9 to 11 p.m. on Impact 89 FM, where you'll hear the best selection of chill wave and down-tempo music. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. Ryan Rabinowitz, Julian Mitchell here with you. I like that song. It's a great song. It's a good song. Also, contrary to popular belief, that's not me in that Impact ad beforehand. I, did you, Collins, did you think that was Julian <laughs> for a second that was like, dude, like the robot or the alien? Dude, I, I'm just going to say this. No offense to whoever made that promo. That's got to be the worst one in the system. That one was horrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No offense to them. God, that has we, nothing to we do about the afterglow. <laughs> nothing to do about the afterglow. I'm just saying the promo was terrible. Why would you say that? That's, that's like the. Well, that's <laughs> that's terrible. Why would you say that? I'm sorry. I, I, I'm. 
I'm an honest person, but it yeah, it sort of did sound like you, Julian. Sorry. I thought I just, at first I was confused because I thought it was a robot, but it's supposed to be an alien. But it, I thought yeah, it was Julian. It wasn't I, was great. Like, I, was I thought not it was me. Julian. I was like, is that you? I go, is that there you? wasn't a great acting performance in that ad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to whever did that. I yeah. I yeah. I'm not now. I'm regretting saying all of this. I want right. to. I want to apologize on Ryan Collins' behalf because I didn't think it was it was bad. I yeah. I just I was, didn't it was know it wasn't me. It was interesting. All right. Well, I Hank can't wait you. for you to produce next week. Yeah, Hank, you Collins might as well step in back. because we're gonna have to. That's unbelievable, Collins. Um. Okay. Um. We're back. Uh, MSU hockey on the slate now. If you want to join the show, five one seven eight eight four eight nine eight nine is the number to text. Do me a favor. Would you leave your name? When you, I, I sit do at, that. I sit on this text messaging thing all day long. We don't get that many texts. I don't understand. If you're listening, just say say what's up. Get uh, Say something mean about Ryan Collins. Whatever you got to <laughs> do. Because he's dishing it out today, so he can take a little bit of it. Whatever you got to do. 517-884-8989. Just leave your name. I hate reading these, and I don't get a name. And it's like, well, what am I, just making this up? You know? I have no credibility. <laughs> what is my ethos here? I don't have any because no one's leaving a name. Uh, if you want to call us again, I will try my best with this phone. 517-432-3893. Just pick it up and dial. It, 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 it's probably going to start ringing and you're going to hear it on the mic because the phone's sitting next to me. I'll, I'll do what I can. Or you can tweet us at WDBM Sports, hashtag GW Report. Such a mouthful. Anyway, Michigan State Hockey, Ryan Collins, you were <laughs> Collins. Come on, Collins. We're... we're are you a mess right now? No, no, I feel great. <laughs> no, I'm saying I, I, I don't know, crazy stuff. Um, How is that crazy? I'm just saying what everyone else thought. No, I just it was a wild, it was a wild comeback from that break. Okay, you were you came out spitting fire. Yeah, you did. Um, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, Michigan State took Can't on Minnesota at Mun this weekend, Friday and Saturday night. Uh, Friday night game, they won four to one. Lost last night two nothing. By the way. I'm very happy that it was on Big Ten Network. Both games were on Big Ten Both Network. Both games. And they're on ESPNU against Minnesota. I'm sorry, against Wisconsin. And I'm trying to look what else they have. They got some They got some televised games coming up, which is, I think college hockey in general needs much more exposure on TV. I think it, it's not as accessible as you'd like it to be. Um, but it was cool that they were on the Big Ten Network. You were there on Friday. Uh, the, again, the big 4-1 win. Another great performance by John Lethman. Um, what did you see from that game that you liked from the Spartans? I mean, they just dominated the whole game. Like, there was no point in the game Minnesota had any control. It was this MSU, MSU, like, Minnesota never found their lives on Friday. You could say that. And Lethman really didn't see any action until they were up 4 to nothing with five minutes left to go in the third period. And then he started making some spectacular saves, and he was really good on Friday. But you, you look at the, the performance on Friday that was surprising – not a lot of help from the defenseman in the offensive scoring category, which is a thing this Michigan State hockey team has needed mm-hmm. previously. They needed a Zazana or Rosberg to initiate some offense or Krieger to, to, to store a goal from the blue line. They need something like that usually when they win hockey games. They didn't need that. The first line was dominant, and Mitchell Lewandowski probably played his best game this season on Friday night, and so did Yager Joshua, the freshman. He was just absolutely laying kids out, just laying kids out. That was I was texting me about that too that he was uh, throwing the body around which is great I I think in both games my my biggest uh, selling point on this Michigan State team especially looking from last year to this year is they've had so many guys step up up front and again Hiroshi we've talked about many times Hiroshi being the big piece that you that you've lost from last year 
Um, but like you said, Jagger Joshua has gotten better and better each game. Uh, Brody Stevens, another guy who stepped up too. They, they, they've been kind of mixing up that second and third line between throwing Landon up there on the second line. Estevez is someone who also is getting time on the second line. Um, but their production up front has been great. Uh, what they did on Friday that I thought was um, they didn't really do a, a great job of on Saturday was just possessing the puck and puck protection. They're really good in the offensive zone of keeping the puck behind the net and setting up plays. I felt like Saturday they were they were just scrambling. They didn't have a ton of great scoring chances and were very. They had a five on three power play towards the end of the game um, that they, they couldn't really get pucks on net. It was kind of bizarre. You need to score when you're five on three. And Minnesota's a very Obviously, a, a perennial program in college hockey. 14 v- NHL draft picks very, on that very, roster. Very, very young team. And they have a, had a pretty mediocre season. Um, but, but again, as with all Minnesota hockey teams, the future is bright. Um, so they're, they're no slouch. But I we were talking about in the car on the way here. That just felt like a game on Saturday that you had to win or, or at least get a point out of it because, again, with the Big Ten being as good as it is, you're going to go to Wisconsin, another team that's like Minnesota in the sense that they're, they're pretty mediocre record-wise, but but still a good team. There is not a bad team in the Big Ten. So you're going to go to Wisconsin. You're going to have Penn State at home. You'll see Minnesota again at Minnesota and then Michigan, Ohio State, Notre Dame to end the season. Where you, where you need to really excel to get – a bit at the tournament potentially, uh, you need to pick up both of these games. When you when you see Minnesota, when you see a Wisconsin, when you see a Michigan, you need to go get at least points in, in both games because you're you're as a Michigan State team that you know I don't know I, I don't want to say that they're not going to win the Big Ten this year as far as the tournament goes, but you're you're pretty much outside looking in as far as the NCAA tournament at this point. Uh, but eh, they're well, 16 in the pairwise right now. But well, you're right, which is fair enough. But when it comes to the end of the season, if you're looking back and going, "Oh, they split against Wisconsin. They split against Minnesota. They split against Minnesota again." You know, I don't, I don't foresee you. I could see you easily going 0 and 2 against Penn State, and 0 and 2 against Notre Dame. So that these are games that you have to pick up. But yeah, Saturday, I thought the, uh, I didn't think it was so much an effort thing, just so much as. Minnesota might have figured out Michigan State, and uh, and they didn't start. Uh, LaFontaine, by the way, forgot he was a Michigan guy. Yep. The goalie, Jack La- LaFontaine. Or he got pulled he after like seven minutes in the yeah, first period. Brutal, yeah. brutal yeah, he in was the not first game. Um, so, but yeah, uh, another solid effort and, and decent weekend for Michigan State. Uh, but you talk about the defense uh, and, and their lack of offensive scoring production, and, and that's something that you, like you said, you need to see. Um, Lot usually, of, right, you usually see right. that on this team. A lot of lot of sloppy play from the from the back end. I think on Saturday, as far as turning the puck over, and again, they they really struggle to I just think set plays up and make things happen. And they they're you know usually pretty good about that. And mm-hmm. the Kodarenko line, obviously up front, those guys have such great chemistry with Saliba now that it's just it's it's so fun to watch. But uh, you need to be able to possess the puck and 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 make things happen in the offensive zone. And again, two nothing shutout against another great performance from John Lethman. Help the guy out, score a goal. I will say this: the buzz about MSU hockey is like back around here because I I will I will say this the like from the attendance like the monsters are always there they fill that place up almost every time in that left corner of the ice arena but on Friday was the best crowd I saw at Mon Ice Arena and you could just feel like the electricity in there yeah and, and it felt like it was like they were playing Michigan and they were playing Minnesota so I I think the buzz is starting to the percolate with this program, which is a huge step for Dan Cole in year three. 
The way you started off that game against Minnesota, I think they were up 3 nothing like immediately. They they scored and then Estevez scored literally 15 seconds later. And then they scored again at the end of the third period on a beautiful, beautiful goal by Patrick Kodorinko after a nasty sauce pass by Lewandowski. Watching that game on TV and as you said, seeing the energy in the in, in the arena Coming off of a pretty disappointing GLI performance, obviously you get your they your, they can't win the first game to GLI. It literally it, it I can't wrap my mind around it. Right, they did they did do their job on the second day against a pretty weak Ferris State team, but I could have beat Ferris State. Maybe <laughs> it, it, that doesn't make any sense since it's a team sport, but I could have if you know. Yeah, fair enough. I'll yes. allow it. Um, but you you come you come back home to Mon and you you get Big Ten play rolling again. Hot start, and as you said with the buzz, you know that's that's a way to keep people I- interested. Like Minnesota again, people people who aren't big into college hockey probably hear Minnesota and assume that they're just number one in the country every single season, which is not the case, especially not this year. But to come off to a hot start like that is is, is so good for just the psyche and the morale and 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 building that culture that Dan and Cole's trying to build here. I, I think Friday was just confirming what they did in the first half of the season. I know it's just one game, but it was basically like. We're gonna be real. We're gonna be good the yeah. second half of the year, and we're gonna contend for a tournament spot. But I, I'm gonna like say one thing: losing to Minnesota is not the end of the world because you say they're no like slouch. They just won the Mariucci Classic, which is basically the GLI in Minnesota against three of the best teams in the country in Bemidji State, Saint Cloud State, and I believe Minnesota State was also in that tournament. So they're no slouch. So like it, the Big Ten's an absolute grind. Like you look at Michigan State, they're ranked. I believe they're eleven and ten and one. Yeah. It's like that just shows like how respected the Big Ten is. You made a really good point about about what this this game and this series meant to Michigan State because for me, again, you come off the GLI and I I expected them to win the whole thing, and of course they don't win on the first day ever. So as you said, but this was confirming any doubts I may have had at the, at the first half of the season of what this team is capable of doing. And given that the Big Ten is so strong, it's it's pretty easy to, to, to get your mind to that place of like, yeah, but do they really have enough firepower? They do. They, they, get, they get enough production out of their first three lines to where they can compete. And, and if what they don't maybe have in skill they make up for and in, in how they play such such great positional hockey and, and, and the roles they have that are filled on this team. Again, I love watching Jagger Joshua. Never realized that he was a big physical guy. He was throwing people around on He's the last few days. He absolutely is, yeah. runs people. I will say this. Every time I try and say his name, I'm like Yager Joshua. Yeah. It's Yager Joshua. It's it's a Jagger. You can, you Julian, can, try and say Yager Joshua. It's Jagger. Jagger Joshua. It's not Jagger. Yes, it ja- is. It's definitely Yager. It's, it's Jagger. Jagger. Is I'm, it Jagger? I promise you it's Jagger, yes. Promise I don't you. believe that. What is, it's, <laughs> just, saying, don't believe just because he plays <laughs> hockey doesn't mean it has to be a Jagger. Jager, I think it yeah. is, though. It's not. It's Jagger. You, don't you cover the team? Don't you? Yes, the, I do. But this, is, this is awkward. This is awkward now. He he hasn't scored a goal at any of the games I've been at, so they haven't like announced it over the PA. So. Okay, so you'll hear, but it is, it is Jagger. I'm going to have to ask Neil, but... Ash Neal, there you go. Um, but yeah, I, I, it was great to see the win on Friday, and that to me was like, okay, here we go. And I, and obviously on on Saturday, bad weather, not as great of a crowd. But as I say all the time, get yourself to Mon. If this team, so they need to pull off getting a Big Ten tournament game at home. I, they're don't like right now. Their position to do that, I believe they're second or third in the Big Ten. Yeah. I don't know how last night's resolve affected that. They, if they would have won last night. If they would have gotten all three points, they would have been first in the Big Ten. Yep. But I, 
if you look at this team and the goal is to make the NCAA tournament, all they really need to do is, because they've played the tougher portion of their schedule, going on the road at Notre Dame, at Ohio State, did they go at Ohio State, at Penn State? But I'm just saying, you're going to get Penn State at home, which is a great opportunity to give yourself another win that you can just put on your resume and say, hey, we can beat the elite teams in college hockey. That puts you right in that mix. If you looked at it, if they are able to sweep maybe two more series and then just split all the way out and maybe drop a series, they should make the NCAA tournament because they just have so much quality opponents ahead of them. Michigan State is currently second in the Big Ten. They're tied for second with Ohio State. But as you said, they will see Penn State at home for two games, which they are in first place. They will see Ohio State at home, who, as I just said, is tied for second place with them. So your games that you have on the road are against your Minnesotas, your Wisconsin's, who you've seen that you can yep. play with and beat, uh, and then Notre Dame. who Notre Which Dame, is an opportunity. Ex- exactly. So... A lot of big things to come. Uh, next game, they will take they will take to the road on Friday. Uh, that game's at 9 p.m. at Wisconsin. They will play Friday and Saturday. They will be back home the weekend after against Penn State. We got to get to some of those games, man. I told you I want to do some play by play. Got to get on the call. You got to do something. You got. That's all up to you. <laughs> all up to I you. I do, Collins. I, I want to ask is someone who I've been watching the hockey team, but have not been like you covering and sitting, yeah. and also has been what's covering and sitting. Um, so I want to ask you, year three for Dan Cole, to be where this team is now, what has it been about his approach coaching this team that has kind of changed it from what it was to the, the potentially fighting for a tournament place now in year I just, three? I just think there's so much confidence in that building that this thing, like he's the right guy. I, I don't think everyone was sold on an assist the last head coach at Michigan State, but Dan Cole is really, like, he, he, he's a demanding coach. He asked a lot out of his players, and I think you can see that on the ice. And I think you saw that last year. This team was very competitive against the best teams in the country. They just could never get over the hump, and this year you're seeing that. And I think it starts with really good leadership in that locker room with Dan Cole and with guys like Tommy Apap and Sam Saliba. You can tell this team is very close-knit because they've played together for two to three years together. Uh, like. Uh, you play on a team with a bunch of guys you've known for three or four years, like, and especially in hockey where I think chemistry is one of the most important things about having a productive team. I think they just have a really good locker room right now and good leadership from Dan Cole and their captains. All right, we'll put the kibosh on Michigan State hockey for now. Uh, we have Bachelor Talk coming up, but for now we're going to send you to a quick break again. If you want to join the show, 517-884-8989. Are we going to a break? You want to? Or, no. Oh, oh, we weren't going. It's right. No break. Sorry. Yeah, well, we, 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 we have, have to, to throw me under the bus there. Uh, well, do you not want to go to a break? Did we talk about this? I forgot. No, we're going to go to a break at noon. Yeah, I think we did talk about this. Damn. Okay. Sorry, people. We're not going. To, this is this looks horrible on me. I'm not going to recover from this. Now you know how I feel when I mess something up in here, like every show. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, sorry. Forget that I said that, but I will throw the number out. 517-884-8989. Text us or call us at 517-432-3893. We are talking Bachelor now. This is what, yes, good. No break. We're talking no, Bachelor no. now. Uh, if, if you want to join in, let's hear your opinions. What would you think of the first show? Who do you like? Who do you not like? Who do you think of Pete? We need some input here. If there's any ladies out there in the audience, I don't know if any, who knows? I don't know what the demographic is. Yeah, I don't know what our, what our demographic looks like, our My target mom's audience. Listening. She so, is? Good. Yeah, okay. She doesn't like The Bachelor, though, so she she'll doesn't. probably turn it off. That's okay. 
Um, all right. So first episode of The Bachelor is is done. Someone told me, did I miss an episode? Was there an episode on Tuesday too? Yeah, I, what, it was just a big three hour episode. I thought. Yeah, well, I don't know what idiot friend of mine told me that there was a, a episode on Tuesday that I missed. I was like, dude, the episode was three hours on Monday, and we watched <laughs> it. We we had a, a problem coordinating our bachelor watch party. So we were supposed to start at 8, like when the show starts or whatever. We didn't start till like 9.30. So I got Oof. out of there like 1 o'clock in the morning. Ooh, that's rough. It was a, it was a, a very, very uh, long night. But uh, Bachelor's here. Julian, you are a uh, newly acquired Bachelor fan. Yes. So yes. welcome to the cult. Thank you. Thank you. Feels good your, to be here. What are your thoughts so far? Um, what, are, what, are your, what are your thoughts outside of what's taking place on the show? Like, what, like give me your general, your general overview of the show itself and what it stands for. Well... You know, the, the entire show is just ridiculous. The 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 whole premise and idea of just like, yeah, we're going to get one guy and give him like 18 girls to just kiss and make out with all in one day. <laughs> like, how is anyone okay with this? Like, all the girls were like, how do you, you watch him make out with four different girls and then you're still like, I could see myself falling in love with him. Like, that's, I think we, we should have a big issue with this here. Now, this is your first time watching the show, correct? Is that what you, you said? Earlier? I've seen a couple episodes, yeah, but I've never been into a season before. Okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna need you to lock into this to this season. I think I'm locked in. I kind of want to see what happens. This is the first now. time you watch it too, Rabinowitz. Well, I'm saying it's like the first time that I've like locked in in a while. I, I used to watch it with my mom when I was younger, but I, this is the first time in a in a couple seasons where I've like locked in. I'm like I'm gonna watch every episode. Yeah. So I'm it's I, a it's a battle like these next yeah, couple episodes. You're going to be like, why am I doing this? So I got to ask, because tomorrow is the national championship game. How are they later? What is the schedule? I don't know. I think Disney's is going to have like 100 percent of the market share on television tomorrow. Jeez. It's going to be like on, on ABC, you got the bachelor and then on ESPN, you got the national title game. I don't know. Maybe they move it to Tuesday. That, that seems like something they would do. I don't know. I got to look that up because that's that's going to change my entire I, I'm get, get the two TV look going. Yeah, that's yeah. But the, here's here's my problem that I'm gonna run into is I got my one group of buddies like who I live with that we all lock in for the national championship game, but they are not bachelor guys. So my bachelor guys will have the two TVs going, but I can't like can I do I ditch my group to go over to the two TV locate? It's selfish. Dude, the I, best is selfish. like say you get an invitation from like a friend, but your other friends sort of know him. That's always a slippery slope. You're like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going over there, and you're like, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, can I? They yeah, they kind of yeah. want to be like, can I come? But they don't want to ask, and you're like, uh. I don't know. Yeah, that's a that's a tough balance. Yeah, it but is. you go to the two TVs because you got to watch both. I, where do I just stay up? Su- I don't have class on Tuesday. I might just stay up super late and knock out the Bachelor afterwards. Because it's on Hulu, I think they put it on Hulu. It's on now, Hulu. That's where I watch. The next it. morning, though. The next morning. Yeah, the next morning. But I need to be the best part of the Bachelor is the Twitter. Yeah. I need to yeah. see the tweets live. That's what I mean, dude. That's why like, I think Twitter's, you gotta go to TVs. Twitter's gonna be a mess tomorrow because oh. they got two things going on at once. I don't know what to do. I know it is a mess. This you, is tough. You gotta, this, you gotta hit the two TVs. These are real problems that we have. Um, okay, either way, either way. Um, what are your thoughts on what's? Go- I'm, I'm just looking up <laughs> in the distance. <laughs> yeah, I was like, where? What's why happening? are you looking there? Um, when we talk Bachelor now, back to like the the nitty gritty of it. Yes. In the storylines. What stands out to you so far? What do you what are you key, what are you keying in on? You know, I think right now we really got to look at this, this whole Hannah B situation. Is this is going to be ridiculous for one thing? What's the is it Hannah A? Is that the other Hannah? Hannah Ann. Hannah Ann. Hannah Ann's wild. Oh, dude, 
She'll I was fight really, you right on site. I thought she was a really, you know, she's nice, wholesome, and she's like, I'm going to see him for three times. Can I have my yeah. second? I love it. I know. I love every second of it. But oh, my goodness. And I will. I said this in the Motown rundown, too. I don't know who she was talking to, but she butted in on a conversation, and she stole Pete away, and as the other girl was walking away, she goes, oh, I love your dress. That yes. was fighting words. I, I mean, oh. I mean, they were. I w- if I'm that girl, I'm yeah. ready to rumble immediately. That's. I was outrageous. If no, someone's that, that, that's, that's when you know you're the number one seed. When you can do yeah. stuff like that, yeah. you're just like, yeah, hey, nice right. dress. <laughs> yeah. Give you a smudge smile. It's lonely up here at the top. Absolutely. That's but, an yeah. interesting one. I like Kelly though. Kelly's an interesting one because they yes. got history. And Collins, Collins has a, a a theory on Kelly that we will we will get to. I don't know what he's looking. at. I, I don't know what's but, happening. But either way. We had our we had our draft. I drafted eight out of nine. And this sounds so ridiculous that we do this like to these poor girls, but whatever. You're it's gonna... so shallow. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, like when yeah, they do the horrible. bachelor draft, we're like, okay, you're attractive, you're attractive, uh, like that. It's so mean. Everyone's attractive on the show too, so it doesn't matter. But still, somehow Kelly fell to eight, and I'm going. They got hit. How did Kelly not... fell to eight? Yes, I got Kelly That's at eight. A steal. And then I came back with Victoria P. Who, by the way, once you threw the glasses on. Huge, I mean, huge. It was a good move. It was a good move for her. I mean, it was a good move. That was a storyline in itself. Yeah, People it were was. Tweeting Every, about everyone that. was like, who is this? That girl? was wild. I was like, is that a different girl? Where'd she come from? That's a power move right there. That's it, a good move. It is. So, yeah, Hannah Ann's up there. Julian likes Kelly as well. Who else are we watching out for? Who, uh, Madison, yeah, the Auburn who, basketball player or whatever. Her dad's yeah. the coach. I don't. Wait, is the She's, co- she got the She got the, the one on one date. Yeah. Her dad is a know. coach. I know who she is. Her dad an assistant for Bruce Pearl, or does he work on the women's? I think basketball? it's women's basketball. Yeah, I think it's women's basketball. Yeah, but uh, okay, okay. Yeah, she's gonna win. I think. You think she's gonna <laughs> win? Yeah. I, she's like the one you're like. Everyone who's like, oh, that girl's winning, never wins. She always flames out, and then there's like a second girl in the midst. You're like, eh, and then that third girl, which is Madison, you're just like, no, what? She's gonna win. She's got that sneaky thin. This is this is. I just feel like this is a three a three dog race right now. Like I don't. I it's don't, early. It's it is. Early. It's very. It is very early. It now. is early. Uh, there's a lot of game left. We did. We did get some texts in here. We did. Yes, Maddie and Steph are listening. I think Maddie and Steph are the only people that listen to the show. Besides <laughs> our shout out to Maddie and Steph. Uh, Maddie and Steph both agree on Pete is boring, but looks like a Ken doll, so he's redeemable. I don't really know what redeemable means. Can someone look that up for me? Redeemable? How do you not know what redeemable means? <laughs> because like, in my mind, I have an idea of what I think it means, but I am like not positive. Redeemable means like other like basically like. He has like bad characteristics, but there's one thing that made him like redeemable. Like you're like, oh, oh yeah, get okay. what I'm saying? Did you just use the yeah. word? Yeah, I did. That wasn't <laughs> good either. <laughs> that wasn't good either. But they 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 agree. The two front runners are definitely Kelly and Hannah Ann. I also want to mention too that Steph said, uh, "Thanks for the shout out earlier. You're welcome, Steph." And she goes, "Rabinowitz was right. It's pronounced Jagger, not whatever Colin said." Okay, sorry. Whatever. Thank what, you. Steph. I, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. But no, I will Pete say that. Sucks. I, dude. I, Give him a break. Like I'm just going to say this. Give the guy a break. Because guess what? If you watch last season, I had to deal with that virgin, Colton, last season. I couldn't stand that guy. Dude. That guy stuck. Come on, I, man. To, I literally just had to hear the whole season. Oh, is he going to lose it? First of all, the guy was a professional athlete. He definitely wasn't a virgin. No shot. There was no shot he was a virgin. Oh, that was a storyline? That was a whole storyline. Oh, I thought he... you were trying to just be mean and just call No, him. no, that was the biggest storyline. That was that, the storyline last season. I did key in on season. that because that, that dude was not a virgin. There's, uh, yeah. it, no shot. No shot. 
But whatever. I, I am getting mad about Cold Man. That guy stunned. But just as much as, you know, Cold was the, the virgin, the thing that's getting me so far about the this pilot. season, if I have to hear about the pilot thing, but if I have to hear about him four times in a windmill anymore, I'm I'm going to die. Oh, I'm yeah. Gonna, like, yeah who that, cares? Was, that was a very overplayed. Uh, that was ridiculous. That, that was hand. insane. Hannah's like, and then another time. I'm like, oh. yeah, she can't. Hey, I'm like, Hannah, chill out, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, tough. like. If I'm one of those girls, I'm like, what What are we doing here? <laughs> like, are we just going to, like, recount, like, Pete's wildest nights? I was also... So Pete set that up, didn't he? I, to have I mean, Hannah the producer be there? set it up. They but... said, yeah, they set it up. But it was, like, quote-unquote, the next thing for them to do was to like the do a thing with date. Hannah B, a group yeah. date with Hannah B. I, that, How that, do you think you know, that was a good idea? Dude, it, that, like, that's the kind of stuff that I just don't understand. Like, I, it's good for TV and, like, the... The, the shock value of it. Like, what are we doing, man? Like, we're going to take a step back and look at what this show is. Like Julian said, what are we doing? I And I, all these girls, all these girls show up on site and they go, I, I, I just, I'm just falling for you already. Like, imme- like immediately, immediately, immediately when so you meet great. this guy and they get out of the car. they she, The one girl that was blindfolded and was making out with him immediately was out terrible of control. Move. Absolutely but terrible move. she got move. sent home. She was gone immediately. Well, yeah, because okay. she let the cat out of the bag too early. It was a terrible Now, hers wasn't great, but how in the world is it? I think it's Victoria P. who made the whole joke about things being dry. How does she go through? That God, was, yeah, he didn't that even remember awful. what she said. I yeah. hated that. I hated yeah. that a lot. I, oh, I got to hold on. Can I do the legal real quick? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is uh, the, green and, the Green and White Report on uh, Impact 89FM WDBM East Lansing. How are you? Thanks for coming. How are uh, thanks for coming. Talking Bachelor here. Um, yeah, but to, to, I just can't believe, like, if I were to, uh, here. Let's have to set the scene. Okay. I walk up. I have a nice date. I walk up to a girl and I give her a hug. How's it going? Good to see you. Uh, I think I'm falling for you already. That, she's gone immediately. <laughs> like, that's not, like, it, there's no question about it. How, how does that happen? And why is it so hard to get girls to like me? Like, this guy's standing there. He's got 18 girls that walk up to the They all love, love him. him. No, I, I got to say that this is something we talked about in the Motown Rundown. We're not going to rehash a lot of the stuff we said there. I will ask this to Julian because Rabinowitz, I believe, had this take. Wait, no, that was Trent. Trent doesn't like Chris Harrison. Do you like Chris Harrison? Mm-mm. Oh, what? my God. Get out of here, dude. How? He's a I, snake. He's a star. I he's an absolutely shooting star. <laughs> Have you seen a guy star? do, like, after the final rose and he's just cutting into people? I've never met anyone, know, like, ever, who just, like, on a, like, Drop it a dime. I'm like, I'm going to make these people try their eyes out. Because all fantastic. he does is sit there for the entirety of a season and just go, okay. So this is your Time most vulnerable moment. I can't wait till the final yeah. finale where I'm just like, bang. He's at the best job ever. I would I would give up everything to have his job. Really? Ever? It's it, a it, great it is job. Great. Like he gets paid to just make people Dude, cry and like, feel bad about themselves. Like they go on those group dates. He's at the golf course probably. Just like shooting like a 75. And then he and then he gets back and he's like, okay, time for the final rose. Like that's what he does. Like, I, what a great job. I do not fundamentally understand. I, I do not fundamentally understand how it is that you guys don't like. And I say you guys, you and Trent. How I didn't don't realize like this is like. But like, what is your issue? He doesn't do anything. He's a moderator for. He's not even on the show ever. He's not even on the show. That's ever. What, I think that's what gets. He's a snake. I, lo- I love this man. I love Chris Harrison. We need, Chris Harrison is is this a national treasure? He needs to be protected at all costs. Wow. He, I mean, he is. I'll tell you something. What a talk about a guy who took an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> like he just like imagine like he was like probably like twenty sets and he like had a local TV job and he's like we're looking for someone to host this dating show 
Let's uh, like turn out like ten years later, he's worth like thirty million. We got another text, by the way, to the person to the person that said, "Not sure if this is the right number, but you guys are cracking me up about the Bachelor. This is the right number, and thank you for saying that." <laughs> so I guess we'll keep going for another half hour. Let's talk about Hannah B. What about okay? Do you guys like Hannah B? No. Okay. Uh, I'm on. sorry that one you made the wrong choice the first time, and then you made the wrong choice again with homie Tyler, and now you're like, ah, I'm trying to cut back. Okay, like, dude, you can't. You two strikes. The thing that I think Pete said it, where it was just like, why didn't you ask me yeah, out? Like, I was, yeah, I, like, I, <laughs> I, I, my stomach dropped when he when I heard him say that. Yeah, guy because I was so like, upset for the guy. First of all, if you watch The Bachelorette last season, Tyler C was the obvious choice. Pit this Jed bozo, like, like cool, you, like sorta country singer Jed. You got Tyler C over there being the most attractive male in like America. Yeah, Jed's making country music. Yeah, like, like come on, <laughs> like I mean, after that, you have to question like Hannah B's mindset. You really do. Well, I what I and first yeah, of all, like this whole like her like just talking about her and Pete having sex makes me feel very uncomfortable. It was I don't like it. It was very it was very very bizarre. That she came out of a car in the first point, and yeah, I and I was like, though. "Wow, I know. wow, it's getting a little hot in here." Right. Um, yeah, she looked good. Uh, came out of the car, and I thought my first thought was she's gonna be on the show this season, and I was like, "That's, it's wild." But that to me, if you put her on the show, that's incredible television. Like, oh, to, to yeah. just because she's gonna be here. Because again, as Colin said in the Motown rundown, she's they're gonna tease it at the beginning of next yep. episode, and she's gonna go away. She's yeah, not she'll gonna be, be a part of the show. But I think if she comes out of the car and goes, you know, like, well, I, 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 I missed out on love and whatever, and I'm here and I just want to whatever. That's great. But then you have to ask the question: of it's, if is it a fair fight? Because all these girls were getting really worked up about it earlier on about why, why, why is she here? Whatever. She gives them back the wings. Great. That's awesome classy move but then to go after the whole group ordeal and she's crying to him in the back that's selfish to me like it's not all about you hannah you had your time like this is pete's show he's trying to find love because you broke his heart and my message to pete and i said this on the moton rundown get it and i want everyone to listen okay this everyone out there you are no one's second or third option and the fact that Hannah, okay, mom, this is Hannah, beautiful. <laughs> this is what this is what my mom says to me. Hannah, Hannah sent this man home. Fine, it it is what it is. Life, life is life. You know, you let bygones be bygones. It's not a commentary on you, Pete. That, that she she doesn't deserve you. Exactly. That's how you got to look at these things. If she doesn't want to be with you, why would you want to be some with someone who doesn't want to be with you? So whatever. She 100%. sends she sends him home. She found love somewhere else. Valid, understandable. It's the nature of the show. I get it. But then. For the after the final row, she asked Tyler out, not you. If there's any lingering hope there, you gotta go. This is it. I'm done. Whatever. And now that they sit down and Hannah realizes she lost the the first guy, she lost the second guy. Who who is the other only other guy hanging around that is that still might love me and that I can just crawl back into his life and everything's fine? It's Pete, and Pete has to recognize that, and for him to sit so there, insulting. for him to sit there and even be contemplating, like I just don't know what to do, like whatever, dude. You, you got, how do you not see what's going exactly. on here? What made me mad was she get she got mad at him because he's like, well, "Why'd you ask Tyler instead of me?" And she's like, "You were just sitting around. Yeah, I didn't talk that, to you. Exactly. What did you? You broke exactly. my man's heart. He was exactly. crying in the car exactly. from Creek Crate, whatever the place yes. is called. Exactly." You have some nerve, Hannah, to go, well, you didn't reach out to me. How am I supposed to know? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. 
You ruined this man. You took him to okay, the depths of did, hell. Okay, let's settle. Uh, let's be real here. All the people who go on the bats are just trying to get famous, and I enjoy that. Like, but like the charade that they're like all there for love. They're there for like their Instagram like ads. They're gonna get after they're on the show. So, but let's let's 100%. settle down on Pete. But he'll find love. He'll find love. See, I I do. I, I still believe in it. Get though. a theory though. What? I'm thinking Hannah B won't play. She won't be in there. Oh no! He'll shot. go with some other girl. I give it couple months and then he's right back to Hannah B. No, no shot, no shot. Hannah B definitely will be on the show one more time though. I too I do believe that. Yeah, but they got to they got to tie that loose end. Yes. I I think this is this is going to be Pete's Heisman moment. He's going to have to tell her, "Look, you kick rocks." Yep. That's it. Whatever. Hey, that's a lot of bachelor talk. All right, that's all I got. Well, join us next oh, I won't be here next week. Yeah, sorry folks. Dang. I won't be here next Dang. Sunday. But we'll have to record the, a segment. Keep the keep the bachelor stuff going. Or I'll I'll call in from wherever I'm at. We got we, we gotta talk about this. This is what the show has come to. It's this is very important to us now. This is priority number one on a sports I mean, radio I re- show. Honestly, we're not the only place. I, I think the bachelor has firmly become sports now. It is. And so yeah. I, you know, we're gonna talk about it. It's gonna go a good twenty minute talk about the bachelor. Absolutely. Well, we'll go to a quick break here. We have the Sparty Awards on the other side of this break. It is January twelfth, which means that a lot of you have already blown your New Year's resolutions. We will talk about the ones that you probably have already blown. Uh, stay right here with us on the Green and White Report. We'll see you in a second. The music that matters. Excuse me. Excuse me, everyone. Can I have your attention, please? Thank you all for coming out tonight. I have a big announcement to make. The Impact and I are getting married! Now you've got even more reasons to love The Impact. We've got prizes, great shows, and stunning good looks. But that's not all. Check out our website at impact89fm.org for exclusive videos, music and concert reviews, local current events, and more. It's easy to see why people fall in love with The Impact. 89FM. Have you ever considered donating your blood? If not, perhaps you might reconsider. By the time this announcement is through, 15 new people will need blood. In fact, blood is needed by one in every 10 hospital patients, and there is almost always a shortage. There is no substitute for human blood. It cannot be manufactured. It can only come from those willing to donate. To learn more or make an appointment, visit redcrossblood.org. Reconsider blood donation. It's about life. Welcome back to the Green and White Reports. We're getting the uh, getting the blood pressure down a bit after the Bachelor talk there. That worked up. I was getting a little heated there. I had some things. I had some some demons to unleash there for towards Hannah B. Hannah B is just not great. Yeah, I just I'm just more so concerned about Pete. I just want Pete to be happy. I want Pete to realize that he is uh, should be no one's second or third option. Same with you, Julian. Never forget that. Thank you. I I'm glad we had that. I really needed that. We need to start. We need to turn this into more of a lifestyle show, like sports and lifestyle. We talk like home living. Rabinowitz keeps talking about this. I'm like, dude, do you just want to have like a dating advice show? Like, (laughs) like at this point, (laughs) I really think if I think Rabinowitz wants to be like a date doctor, wonderful. We should take calls. Like people just call with their problems, like Doctor Phil, kind of, but like not as. There's definitely like shows like that on the radio though, where it's just like a female like psychologist or something. It's okay. We're gonna go to Jessica now in California. Jessica, it's like we're here on the breeze. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't know. He just like doesn't look at me the same anymore. I don't know what to do. And go, girl, know your worth. You know how good we'd be at that. Eh. Yeah, who cares about sports? I have anymore? no experience in any relationships. So if you never, I, I all you gotta do is just like hype the person up and then I'll tell be, them the I'll other just person be telling sucks. Advice Ryan, that, like, let me 
no Ryan, experience. So Ryan, yeah. Ryan Collins is one of those guys that he's, you know, he's a glue guy to the friend group. Everyone loves Collins. Everyone gets a girlfriend before Collins, and, yep. I, and he's like the odd man. He's like the Ricky Fowler. Like he gets brought along because all the girls. I, I don't know if this is insulting. No, or... no, no. I'm getting to it. All the all the girls like hanging out with Collins. They're like, oh yeah, like Ryan, like you're the best. Like they always always trying to set him up. And then there's that one day where some lucky lady takes Collins' arm, and all the guys are like, damn, dude, like Collins has a girlfriend now. This sucks. Like oh, it's yeah, always I, it's tough watching that domino. It's always it there's always yep. one guy. There's always one guy in the group, and when that domino falls, that that's that's when you know it's time to become an adult. And like all the fun's I, over. I love okay, Jesus, but uh, I love <laughs> I love when like I always tell my friends if I ever get a girlfriend, I just won't talk to you guys. Because I, 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 I like I do that jokingly. I'm like, yeah, I, I won't have time for you anymore. That's what you're like. You said in the car, you're like I get a girlfriend. I won't go out anymore. What's I the point? Drink. There's What's no the point. point? <laughs> it's, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I was gonna My save you from to this and probably not happy. <laughs> That's why I didn't say it. I was like, I'll, I'll modify what he said a little bit. Uh, Mrs. Collins, if you have any words for your son, 517-884-8989 to text us or yeah. 517-432-3893. I hope she doesn't call because one, I can't work the phones and two, it might get dicey. Yes. Um, I, ho- I hope she calls. Please awesome. don't call, Mom. Please don't <laughs> Just call. Just that entire scenario would be wonderful. Please, what's the number again? <laughs> no, no, we're good. We're good. Okay. We sure? uh, Sparty Awards today. I don't even know how to phrase this. Blow New Year's re- New Year New New Year's Eve resolutions. That's, oh, that's did it. I put in my E? And Whoop, that's awkward. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen. The Green and White Report is proud to present this week's edition of the Sparty Awards, brought to you by Impact Sports. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Rabinowitz and Julian Mitchell. Thank you. What an honor. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. It's good to be here. No, no, please sit down, sit down, sit down. You all look beautiful tonight. <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> Sparty Awards blown New Year's resolutions. These we look, look, people. Let's be real with ourselves here. Uh, it takes a very, very special person to follow through on their New Year's resolutions. I'm someone who consistently drops the ball on. I've been getting better. I've made some lifestyle changes so far this year that I'm proud of. Um, but there are definitely some things that go, yeah, this is going to happen. And then two weeks in and you're yep. like, yeah, you know, you can justify why. Like, oh, yeah, I probably don't need to, like, watch TV less because, like, I like watching TV, whatever. So, blown New Year's resolutions. Again, if you want to weigh in, 517-884-8989 to text us. Or 517-432-3893 to call us. Julian Mitchell, your first uh, blown New Year's resolution. Yeah, my first one. And, I, you know, I, I'm guilty of this. Uh, going to the gym. Easy. That's an easy one. It's an easy one. It happens. I went to the gym once, and then the next thing you know, some way, somehow, I just didn't have time for it anymore. It's funny when you go to the gym, and, like, I'm not, and again, not a big deal. I I get in the gym every now and then. I'm not, you know, you look I good. I don't find my way to the treadmill very often, but I'm in there. Yeah, you're move, good. You're cut. Moving around. Um, but it's funny when you, like, go in there on January 2nd or 3rd, it's like Armageddon. Like, there, every single person in the yep. city is at the gym, and then you wait, like, two weeks, and, like, it's all, is, is Ryan, as I always say that Ryan Collins always says that he never actually says, water always finds its level. But that's a that's a, that's the low hanging fruit that go into the gym. So that, is that one of your New Year's resolutions this year? It, yeah, yeah. How and many, I okay, think I went how many too days, hard. How many days? I'm gonna put you on the spot. How many days in the twelve that we've had of January have you been to the gym? No, oh, I went once. 
Okay, it's not I, bad. I went once. It was a horror. I think I went too hard. I tried to re- <laughs> <laughs> I had to change my whole life. I'm like, you know, I'll wake up 6.30 a.m., you know, get yeah. in that grind time yep. before class. Yeah. I can't wake up at 6.30. Yeah. I don't know how I used to do it in, like, high school. I can't. I can't. It's yeah, over. I hear you. And, I, you know, I'm an old man. I hurt for, like, a couple days after that. I don't want my legs to feel like this anymore. Yeah, I, I hear you. My I, on that gym note of the the health kick here, mine is uh, eating healthy, which I will say to my credit, yeah, not a big deal. Uh, I have been eating a lot healthier, but the problem is, you know, you go out last night, yep, and all of a sudden you find you wake up and you go, wow, did I really eat that entire pizza to myself? And then it's like, okay, well now you know you did good during the week, and then you actually throw an extra two thousand calories in a cup of ranch. When you're when you come home from the bar and uh, so yeah that's a that's a tough one I I got a sweet tooth I like eating sweets sue me I feel you sue me that's what it is eating healthy see ya that's a, that's that's a tough one to do that's a tough one to do I, next one no more drinking it's a t- it's a tough thing to cut out it it really is you know you come into the year you're like you know we're gonna stop we should you know drinking one of the things I can't eat healthy and then drink those two things just don't go together dry like, January yeah dry January can't do it. I went uh, when I went out in Royal Oak this last weekend. One of my a, a friend of a friend, Jesse, shout out Jesse, is doing the dry January. He looked miserable. I felt <laughs> terrible. We were just sitting around with him, and every time Probably I go felt get a great drink, the next go, morning while you guys are dead, <laughs> I'd go. I go, Jesse, you need one? He goes, water. I go, I got you. Bringing them waters. They're free though. At least that's they the are good free. Thing. See, yeah, that's, saving that's the a thing. boatload of money. Yeah, exactly. That's a good one. Steph also just texted in again. If your goal is going to the gym for New Year's Eve or your New Year's resolution, enroll in a kin class. So you have to go. Mm. And again, if you struggle going to class, these tough. are two tough things. See, I'm also oh. lazy, and I looked at all the kin classes, and yeah, I was like, you know, we could do swimming. Let me get back in the old shape, in the old form. Yeah. Then I was like, bowling though. Mm, bowling yeah. sounds entertaining easier on the knees easier bowling. on the knees uh my next one is reading more books i feel like a lot of people come and like you know what i'm gonna work on my, i'm gonna learn about myself i'm gonna read some self-help books yep. i'm gonna you know start reading a half hour before bed i i have read in these 12 days i have read 10 pages of the book that i was trying to read so i'm getting through like a page a day that's great reading is for old people it just really is. It's good for the mind. Yeah, you got to clean it, up the mind. It puts, you, puts me to sleep. I fall asleep with my book just on my face. There's a difference between like reading an article and something and then reading a book. A book is like hours on hours of time. Like I can't handle that. Yeah, but you you spend hours of time watching TV because that's entertaining. Reading a book. A, a book can be entertaining yeah, if like you got a good the, book. The Percy Jackson books. Wow. <laughs> Love those. I'll be reading them sweating. Like I'm going to be honest. Anxiety <laughs> while reading those books. I'm not a book guy. Never have been. Like, I don't think I've like, read a book since like 10th grade. Can I can I say something that might rub you the wrong way? What? You look like a guy who's not a book guy. I. That's a fair assessment. <laughs> that's a fair assessment. <laughs> you just got... You yeah. just got that vibe to you, not in a bad way. It's just like this yeah. guy. You, you know, he's you're a, definitely like a coffee table book. No, guy. I'm definitely a spark. You just got some on there. <laughs> yeah, I'm a spark <laughs> mm, notes guy. That's a good this one. Guy, yeah, this yeah. guy, this guy finds his way around. He read yes. the spark notes. Yeah. All right. Well, I worked mine. harder to like find like a, yeah. a synopsis than actually it would be if I read. I hear you. Amen, brother. I feel that. My next one: spending less money. Impossible. It, I, I swear it's impossible. And it's not just. I think it's also one with school. Like I this semester, I've dropped more money on textbooks and e-learning websites than I ever have in my entire college career. And it's absolutely ridiculous that, you know, bars, going out, eating. I just don't understand why things cost so much money. Why isn't everything just free? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, it's, it's the world we live in. 
You can't. The textbook thing is outrageous. I walked into a. Uh, I needed to get a marketing textbook. I walked into Collegeville. I got an email from my professor like the day after Christmas. Like, hey, buy the textbook now. So, I was here for New Year's Eve. So I went into Collegeville, and this book that was twenty dollars on Amazon, a hundred and thirty dollars at the bookstore. I could not believe. This is it. ridiculous. Like, what do you want me to do? And like the professors that write their own textbook and charge you like three hundred dollars for it, go fly a kite. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Um, my next one is, is avoiding the sleeping in. So I guess I would say, mm, yeah, I would, sp- maybe I should speak like an intelligent human waking up early. I was in the same boat as you, Julian. I was like, you know what? I have class. Okay. I have class two days a week, Monday, Wednesday. Our first class starts at 1240. Julian and I are in kin 401. Guys. Boom. Um, I was like, you know what? Every day I'm waking up at six. I'm going to, you know, do a little reading, maybe a little prayer meditation. Wait, session. sits in the morning. Yeah. A little prayer <laughs> meditation session, stretch, Are you kidding do me? some yoga, stretch out, have my coffee, listen to a podcast. You that's, know, just, that's just a stupid burn, goal. Burn some essential what? oils. Because he's gym. not going to get up at six every morning. That's just like that's well, unrealistic. That's why, that's, that's, why, that's why you make a goal. Yeah, that's why it's on the list. It's blown. It's but, unrealistic. It's a terrible. I mean, terrible goal to even make. But th- there's there is something to be said about getting up early and being productive. I do feel oh, good. You feel great, but like you're not getting up at six in the morning. That's just not happening. I'm sure some people do and, and run around campus and stuff. I guess. Maybe if you like work that early. Well, that's why it's on the list. But yeah, uh, I've done decent. But again, you know, if I got the opportunity to sleep in, what's my incentive to get yeah, up? You're you know? it. What am I going to do? Be productive? Like, come on, I want to do that. So there's that. I like that. I like that. That's a, that's a tough one to do because then you got to change when you go to sleep. Yeah, exactly. It's a whole, it's a, it's, a, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle change. It's a lifestyle change. My next one, taking up a new hobby. And this really just goes out to all the people for like Christmas, got like a new camera, and we're like, I'm yeah. gonna take up photography. Yeah, I'm gonna like, no, you're I'm gonna, not. I'm gonna vlog. I think I'm gonna vlog. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not gonna happen. Did you have a new hobby that you were trying to take up? I was. What What is it? Boxing for like every year has been the thing that I was like, I'm gonna get into boxing. Oh, I like that. I got some. I got. I got some connections for some boxing. I might get into that. I got a one of my friends that I roomed with, uh, or my sweet mate freshman year. I, I, the way he made it sound was that he has like a boxing gym in his basement up here now, like a fight club. Oh, really? Like, <laughs> so he's like, "You want to come over and hit the bag?" I'm like, "All right, I can, I can get down with that." Not you. I'm gonna say the most cheesy thing ever. Now you can't go because you talked about it. You never talked about fight club. Fight club. Didn't get that reference. Not a movie guy. No, oh, I did. I just it was it was corny. It was corny. I, got the I, I knew that was. I, it was I, good. I, got it. It was I had corny. to. I had to. Chat. We got to get on the movie pod too, Collins and I got to get on. Yes. Um, but yeah, no boxing was one. always my thing, and then I was I was thought about it. And I was trying to go to title boxing, and then. But that's like not even it's real boxing. Though. It's it's super expensive, and I'm like I'm not. Like, it's like all like rhythm, like one, two. Yeah. Like, come on, get the knees up. It's not even like real boxing. I'm not 40 years old living in mid Michigan driving a Mercedes. Like I'm sorry, yeah. I can't pay, I can't pay for this. Fair enough. Oh, that's a good one. Um, less phone time. I I wanted to. I sleep with my phone right next to me because it's my alarm clock, and I know that all the hardos are like, "Oh, I put my phone across the room, so I have to get up in the morning and shut it off." It's like okay, but at the same time, I I was just trying to like. I'm like, I want to get the phone away from my head because apparently it can cause cancer if you sleep next to your phone. I don't know if that's true. Mm. I think it's probably like a Wikipedia or a BuzzFeed article one time. <laughs> uh, so there's that. There's that aspect of it. Um, the whole alarm thing is an aspect of it, but I know like being on your phone late at night's not good for you because yeah. it like keeps you up. I disagree. I'm on my phone and I watch like ASMR videos and I just pass out. 
Like I watch like videos of people getting like haircuts and it's just gone. What? I I you will say ASMR? this. ASMR. Do you watch ASMR? Oh, dude, I love it. Every what? every night before ah, bed. dude. Oh, brother. Are you kidding me? Listen to <laughs> ASMR for fun? That's, that's dude, ridiculous. Dude, it puts me to sleep, man. It's satisfying to my brain. I, I can't. Explain like, what do you? Li- what's like the thing that puts you to sleep? Is it like listening to people get haircuts? No, it's just I'm trying to think of like a really good one that I like watching. I don't know, like cranial nerve exams. I like watching. I don't know. What? This is, okay, Dude. this is coming from the guy who told me, he goes, he just like, we're watching a random college football game, and he goes, oh, there's that punter. I'm like, why do you know that? He goes, oh, I watch a bunch of punting recruiting videos. I do. The Coles, <laughs> the Coles long, long snapping, punting, and kicking. Uh, He's like, camp. I just love watching that. I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't it's know. It's the weirdest thing it's I've ever weird, heard. Weirdest thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's just. Oh, wow. This is a layoff. Sorry. <laughs> I just, that's so it puts me to sleep. But yeah, that's the thing. I want to do less of that because I don't need to be on my phone at 3 a.m. I feel you. Do you get the screen time notifications? Like, I don't even oh, on your phone. Like, I, don't even, I, hate I, can't, I can't even gauge like if what's a lot of like my phone time. Yeah. I, don't, like, I don't know. But I'm addicted. Everyone's addicted to their phones. So it's a, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Uh, yeah, my last one, stop cursing. It, How, that was Collins' goal too. It's impossible. It, it it's is. It's part of who Collins is. I okay. I wonder that far. Come on. I I mean I do swear a lot. I I just want to do it less because I hate it. It's like the worst feeling. I hate swearing. It's, but it, I do it. it is, I, it's a reflex at this point. It is impressive that we can like turn it off for the show because we can't I know. swear out here. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm waiting to the day where I just. Let it slip. Just under. let it go. Yeah. I mean, there, there there have been close calls. Yeah. There have been close calls. Everyone's had their their Heisman moment, with <laughs> almost <laughs> absolutely blowing it. But that's a good one. Uh, my last one here to wrap up the Sparty Awards is going to church. I've been great at this. I really have. Oh, really? Yes, I've been very good at this. But that's a big thing that people too. It's like, oh wow, like the 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 Williams family is at church. Like we haven't seen them since Christmas, and then all of a sudden, like two weekends later, it's like, oh yeah, they're not here anymore. That's just like quintessential New Year's yeah, resolution. I'm, I'm kind of notorious for that. That's okay. He understands. It, 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 it's tough. It's a it's a rough one. I def definitely should. My grandma is not happy about Ooh. it, but you know, you don't want to make grandma upset. That's like, go ahead, Collins. I will say this again, talking about my mother. She's always like, Ryan, do you go to church? I'm like, no, because I, I when I'm at home, I go to church almost every Sunday with my family, and I can't go to church unless it's Sunday morning. It's it doesn't. It feel it doesn't feel the same if it's in the afternoon. Like we would try and go it's Saturday feel that, yeah. in the afternoon when like I used to be in high school, and I would hate it. I like the Sunday morning. I like the breakfast after. I like being able to get the newspaper, like get, steal the steal the sports page from my dad. <laughs> we go to church for different yeah. reasons. The newspaper. You don't read the newspaper. I looked at the pictures. I'm kidding. No, I read the sports section. Why not? I don't know. Go on Twitter. Um, I go. At, it's a different feeling, though, when you're just like you're uncrinkling the newspaper. You're like, uh, "Do you have the sports section, mom?" It is. You, you feel you feel like a boss. Yeah. You feel like a boss. Well, good, Collins. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a seven. I go at seven o'clock these days because I have so much going on that I'm a seven o'clock guy. So, uh, yeah, well, that was a Sparty. That's works. great. That's great. That I, cool. I like that you got you got one that's going well for you. Yeah, that's that's it. If you can go one for five. They always say, you know, the the greatest uh, baseball headers, you know, batting 300. I'm one for five. All right, that's the Sparty Awards for today. Uh, A couple things left to do here on the show. We will talk national championship game tomorrow for college football uh, and the NFL playoffs. Do not turn the channel, folks. This is the Green and White Report.
source for commercial free music. 88.9 The music that matters. Are you struggling with your mortgage payments? Call 888-995-HOPE to talk one-on-one -on -one with a housing expert about your options. Or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. Sir, do you realize how fast you weren't going? I'm parked. Exactly. In the middle of an intersection. Oh, my battery's dead? I can hear the impact on your radio. The signal in the spot is so good. What else am I supposed to do? Use the internet. What? Yeah. Go to impact89fm.org. You can listen to the music stream live. Plus, you can listen to podcasts, read news, watch videos, and post comments. Impact89fm.org. Sir, I'm going to need you to move your car. The Impact. Online. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. Got about a half hour left here today. Ryan Rabinowitz, Julian Mitchell, Ryan Collins behind the glass. Quick score update, breaking moves. Uh, Michigan State and Purdue obviously squaring off. Purdue is up 22-10. to 10. Not good. Eight minutes left in the first half. Uh, obviously, we're not watching, so we have no idea what's happening. Yeah, but five team turnovers for Michigan State, Shocking. none for Purdue. Shocking. Michigan State turning the ball over? Yeah. Wow, no Five way. turnovers. They're 5 of 18 from the field, 0 of 7 from 3. Who's scoring? Does anyone have points? Is it all, all, Tillman all has six points. Uh, Cashes only has two and is 1 for 7 from the field, 0 of 4 from 3. Not great. Probably loud as hell in there. Um, but that's beside the point because we're talking about football now. Uh, the granddaddy of them all, as they may say, someone may say, I don't know. I just said it. Uh, that's <laughs> not what they say. That's, that's the rose. Not, not the thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> idiot. That's right. Sorry. Uh, would you lay off, Collins? Okay. Uh, LSU and Clemson tomorrow. That game is at 8 p.m. I don't. Again, stings they have it on a Monday night. Doesn't make a ton of sense. You can use Saturdays all year long. It should be the biggest Saturday of the year, but it's not. Uh, here's here's how I want to phrase it. You got two teams that are fourteen and zero coming in. One team's walking out of here with a loss, and one team's walking out of here with the trophy. That's a fact. I look at LSU. I don't know what the spread is at right now. I probably should. Uh, I look at LSU. I don't exactly know if anyone can beat this team. And so, what I'd like from you guys is you can. Is there any selling point that you have to me on how Clemson wins this game? Anyone. Uh, okay, I'll go first because I thought Collins was going to say something. Um, how Clemson wins this game? Yes. Because Trevor Lawrence is a god. Um, Ooh, he, you, they, I on, think, let, me, let me backtrack. Do, do you, who do you have in this game? Because Collins and I both have LSU, but do you a Clemson guy or LSU? I have LSU. Okay, so anyway, th now at least sell me on Clemson. I have LSU I like just because I going. think this is Joe Burrow's magical year and yeah. it continues over Clemson. I So I look at Clemson and I go, one, Trevor Lawrence is unbelievable. Um, the fact that this is a guy who no one talked about as someone who could get it done with his feet, and then when he needs it most against Ohio State, turns it on and is absolutely electric, takes some hits, turns up for that game. And I think he was, he was a big part of what kind of changed their whole demeanor that entire through, through that whole game. I also look at it and say Clemson has had their test. Yeah, they had to play Ohio State. LSU just had to go through Oklahoma. Uh, it was probably the one of the easier games for Joe Burrows. He looked unbelievable, unstoppable. And I think if you're going for it, you look at the championship, you might go with a team that's battle-tested, that took out Ohio State to get here. And, I mean, we're never going to see LSU take on Ohio State, but you question who wins that game. 
who comes out on top. And I think Clemson has the their battle tested. They come in with a big game from there and Trevor Lawrence. And I think with the time off, Venables and Sweeney will come up with a scheme good enough to slow them down. I just there's something about this LSU team where I, I just think they're destined to just put it on Clemson. And like it's it could be a thing where like they throw one like interception early, like it could get ugly. Because that place is going to be like a snake pit, the Dome. Because it's going to be 65% LSU fans. They're crazy people. They love their Tigers. I, I just, I, it's just a really tough spot for Clemson. They have to start fast. If they don't start fast, the game will be over. Like they can't, they can't do what they did against Ohio State. Obviously, getting down 16 to nothing. But they just, they honestly, I think they have to. Can't they can't play from behind at all? Like Clemson cannot. Clemson has to score first. If they want to win this football game, I think it's like imperative. Yeah, Julian, you brought up a good point because the gripe on on Clemson is just that like they don't play anyone all year long ever. But they had to play again. I was saying like there's the case too for Ohio State. I would say like no one's going to beat this team all year long, yeah. and obviously they got beat by Clemson. So um, obviously it would be you know LSU coming off the Oklahoma game, not a test at all really for them. But it's not like LSU hasn't played people all year long. So that's why. I don't know, man. I just think this this LSU team is so complete, and they play they play such a sound game for all four quarters. You really haven't seen them be exposed this year. Like obviously, yeah. Ohio State got exposed and they got bounced. Clemson hasn't played anyone all year until Ohio State, and they rose to the occasion. So it, this it's going to be a fun quarterback duel to watch. I think that obviously Clemson's going to bring a tougher defense to the table than Oklahoma could bring for for Joe Burrow. So Joe Burrow, I think if, if there's any criticism on him at all, I would be that I think he's he's more of like a, a one read guy. Like he finds his guy, he knows where the ball's going before. I don't I don't I don't really believe that he's a guy that goes through his progression and and is is looking for options. I think this is the guy you're throwing to and because he's got such great athletes on that offense, they, they're open. It doesn't even matter. So Clemson might give him some fits on on D, on D there. Um but if you if you're Clemson, it's it's very simple. You need to make Burrow uncomfortable. He can beat you with his legs too, but not like Lawrence can. So you need get get in the backfield, make the guy move, and and have to make some throws on his own. Not that he's not going to make the throws because he has had a tremendous season. Yeah. But look, Clemson, if you're if you're LSU, you're Clemson's no slouch. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is. I think he was a bit underwhelming this year as far as what people expected. People expected him to be in that Heisman talk at the end of the season, and not that he wasn't, you know, in the conversation, but he wasn't really in the conversation. But you remember what he does, you know, did last year and what you've seen against Ohio State where he pretty much single-handedly put the team on his back and carried him to a win. It could get dangerous. But I agree with Collins 100%. If you're going to get behind in this game, this is not a team that you're going to be able to do what you did to Ohio State and come back and make some, like, magical run. Exactly. I think, like, the biggest thing with LSU, once they get on you, they it's gone. I yeah. think this is pr- one of the teams th- that when they get hot and they get rolling and they start to feel themselves, especially Joe Burrow, he starts to feel himself and he starts to feel the throws he's making, it, it's unstoppable. It, it runs like a faucet. It, it's ridiculous what they can do. The thing that that I think you look at and you say, even though they might be a team of destiny and things look like they're going for them, I mean, this is the the quintessential scenario for them. And you maybe start to wonder, Clemson has been here before. Trevor Lawrence has been here before. They know what this is like. They're not scared of the lights. They're going to be there, and they're going to be ready. Is LSU going to be ready? I mean, this is fit for them to win. They are the team of destiny. Joe Burrow is the Heisman. He's the guy. He's the best quarterback in college football. They're in the dome. Like, this is a game where you go, LSU by a million. Yep. 
and will they actually show up it is going to be a question mark I, I think you look at that and it's it's interesting it's going to be a very interesting matchup and i think you're going to it's going to be electric it's i'm almost getting to the point where i'm looking at clemson's like alabama to where it's like i would like to see someone else in this game but it, i mean but they deservedly so they they they've earned their right to be here it's just it's just the bottom line but i dude i just this lsu team man i don't know I don't know, but it's going to be a great game to watch. I love watching the national championship game. I feel like we talked about this like last week too. So I don't know, Collins. You got anything else over there? I would say when you look at this game, I just think LSU's defense is better than what people think, and I've been saying that a couple weeks. I think they're going to be able to be pretty stingy on Clemson, but I think the matchup is between LSU's secondary and Clemson's wide receivers because those are both two very high level. Talent like guys with you got like T Higgins, Deion Kane against Stinley and Delpit. So I think that will be the matchup. If the wide receivers of Clemson are able to win that matchup, it's going to be a close game. So, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good. Go Collins, ahead. I just want to ask how is there any part of you that thinks this game might not be close? Is there? There's a big part of me that thinks this game might not be close. Okay. I I think LSU is a win going away. I just think they're that good. I, I mm-hmm. and I, I I'm not I wasn't impressed by Clemson's defense last week. I know they made a lot of crucial stops in the red zone. I thought that was more Ohio State shooting or shooting himself in the foot than Clemson's defense. But hey, that's what it is. I wanna now that we're on the topic of college football, we could probably mention to fill some time here about Michigan State some recent news. Cody White declaring for the draft. A bit of a surprise in my opinion. Um I believe Ladarius Jefferson also transferred. Western Michigan. What the, what the hell is going on? What are you he, talking about? He already transferred midseason. Ladarius yeah. Jefferson? Yeah, dude. Yeah, what are you that talking ha- that about? Oh, that's right. He did. Yeah. His, I was, um, when I saw that he was going to Western, I was I just was confused as to like, oh, oh, I forgot that he was moving. But. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a while ago. But yeah, Cody White going in the draft. Why did I talk? Yeah, it's an idiot. Uh, it's big news. Um, Very it, bizarre in my eyes. I, uh, a bit. I definitely. He, he's not a guy who you're immediately like, oh. Draft, yeah, for sure, easy. But I definitely think you look at him and you look at potentially what Michigan State is going to have next year, and you're going to say, is he going to be better next year to improve his stock? And I, I mean, I don't think there's anything that tells you he will. And so you just say, if you're him, you're like, if I can't improve next year, and this is where I'm at, and maybe he, I don't know what he's been hearing as to where he's going to go, but you'd take your name in the draft. I don't. I. That's why I'm not positive as to where people are saying that he's supposed to go in this draft but I just to me it was a guy who had a very very underwhelming year on another very underwhelming year for Michigan State's offense um, to me he's always been the number two guy behind Daryl Stewart uh, even a guy like Donovan Peoples-Jones is this is in the same boat where I know it was kind of a bit of a rivalry between them as far as being Michigan State Michigan and, and having two guys being played in the playing high school football in Michigan I just don't see it. Like I don't I don't know what Cody White is thinking as far as like where he's going to go get drafted and, and make an impact. I I I I don't know. I, Cody White has shown flashes of being a very good wide receiver, a very competent, well-rounded wide receiver, and he's also shown flashes where you're like where have you been? Like what is going on? I will say this about Cody White. I think it's more shocking on his end to the Michigan State football program. If you're a Michigan State's football program, I do think you can recover from this. The wide receiver position is the most depth they have on this roster yeah. right now, and they have a lot of good prospects up that pipeline. 
I was absolutely shot, though. I, I don't know where he gets drafted. I don't think he will test well. The thing Because he's not the fastest guy. He's not the quickest guy. Cody White's just like a good football player. Yeah. He, he, he's just a tough kid. And, and he's an athlete. But, like, he's not, like, an athlete like Donovan Peoples-Jones, which I get him going to the draft because he's probably going to run, like, a four four five, and he's going to have an insane broad jump and do all this vertical stuff. You're not going to see the same, same things with Cody White. But I, I think you see him probably leaving because he probably sees, oh, we don't have a quarterback. I might have a yeah. worse year. I might as well get out now. Yeah, fair enough, which I guess is a bigger commentary on Michigan State football. But, yeah, I don't know, just bizarre. But I, I agree with Collins. This is a guy that you can recover from. Because, again, this year he had some decent numbers. He had the one game with three touchdown receptions, but not a guy that I was like, you know. It, it, I, it, it's not a not a big loss. It is a big loss to this football team because I think he's an emotional leader and he was a guy who kind of like represented that junior class. But I will say they'll be able to replace him. I was just generally shocked. I thought like there was no shot he was going to the draft. That's why. That's like the thing that I was just so caught off guard. Yeah, yeah. But I think I like you said, and you know, I'm saying it earlier. That's that's the biggest thing to me is that you look at part of his decision. Part of it, part of his decision has to be the fact that there is a big question mark as a quarterback for next season, and then it begs the question of even though White may not be this you know superstar guy that you're losing, if you have no quarterback, and then kind of now. Oh, I think Collins. Would you say question marks at receiver? I don't think there's. I mean, you're losing your there, top three pass catchers from this season. There, I think there is question marks, obviously, at the wide receiver, but there's talent there. Yeah, and, and when you look at Josiah Stott, who was the guy who left for the draft, it, it was shocking, but it wasn't as shocking as Cody White. Mm-hmm. I I think you're more concerned because you you don't feel like you have the talent to replace his skill set on the back end of that secondary, but. I, I, I don't think it's a question. Yeah. I, I, I think the wide receiver will position will figure itself out. You saw Trey Mosley come into his own at the end of the year. You're going to see guys like Travion Morgan, who didn't play this year, who sits, sits a big body, who they're going to use a lot. And you see Jaden Reed, the transfer from Western Michigan, who was one of the best freshmen in the country last season for Western. So they have dudes out there. So I, I think they'll be fine at the wide receiver position. But I, I think that you, like you said, it's more of a commentary on what he probably thinks the offense is going to look like next season without a quarterback so far. And also, you know, Collins, want to ask you as well. We're still still early, obviously, but with everything that's been coming out, still no rumblings as far as they're not coaching changing staff. anything. It's right. wild. I, I it, it's <laughs> great. I I mean, I I don't know if Mart's gonna hold a press conference. I don't remember the uh, last year when he held that press conference where they did the reshuffling. Of the coaches, yeah, I forget when exactly that was as well. Yeah, but I, I, I don't, I don't know what they do. I, I, I just will say this: it's just indicative on what this program is at this point. It's a mid-tier Big Ten program, and if they're not going to be able to have the guts to make coaching changes, like forget about it. Like you're not going to be able to compete with the Michigans anymore, or the Ohio States, or maybe even the Minnesotas. If you're not going to be proactive and understand that this is a business, not cupcakes and rainbows, you can't just keep your friends around if they're not doing their job. So I, I think it's just indicative what this program is. Another scoring update, Michigan State losing 32-12 to now. They're Four getting absolutely housed. I'm watching the game in here. I will say this, Purdue absolutely working Michigan State and Xavier Tillman is probably the best player on the floor for both teams and they're still down 20 yeah it's pretty wild he only has six points and he's three of seven from the field he's dominating in the post but Shoot, it doesn't matter because well. 
every guard on Michigan State's playing horrific. Horrific. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. Wake up, call. Okay, let's talk NFL playoffs now. We will not put Collins under the duress of having to go to a break. You're welcome, Collins. Um, So two games to talk about yesterday, Vikings-Niners, Titans-Ravens. First game, Niners-Vikings. I don't think it was anything too surprising to me. I did have my Uncle Steven. Don't mean to throw him under the bus. He told me that the Vikings were free money today. So uh, how's that look, Uncle Steven? Because they <laughs> stunk. I think the, the Vikings were just kind of ripe to get exposed eventually. I don't. I Granted, as Collins told me, pump the brakes. They did win a playoff game. But I don't think the Vikings on the offensive side of the ball, not that, again, I'm a Kirk Cousins guy, but it just when it comes to the playoffs, I think there's an extra element there that Kirk doesn't really have to get you moving towards an NFC championship game or anything of that sort. So, um, whatever. The Niners are the real deal, it looks like. Yeah. I don't know what I, you know, I, they were, I believe they were my pick to get to the Super Bowl. I don't even remember. Um, but it, it was nice to see that they could actually continue to put together their success because that's a team, too, who early on everyone was like, I don't know about these guys. Like, are they the real deal? Whatever. They are the real deal. Um, and the Vikings did not play well in that game. Honest, honestly, like, both games weren't very entertaining to me. Yeah. yeah. And, like, yeah. it just, it's obviously they, they're both. I don't want to call them blowouts, but they kind of were. Like, there just wasn't much to it. Yeah, it, w- it was tough ones because you do expect, you know, Vikings come out and win one. Maybe there's a little bit more excitement for this second game. But I think you're right. It was more uh, – the Vikings didn't play well, but the Niners were just good. Yeah. I-, I think you look at the fact, especially uh, with Sherman and what he did in this game, he, he put the padlocks on-, on Thielen, and it was it was unreal what their defense was able to do. Uh, you just can't ask – so so much against that of Kirk Cousins and that team, and I mean they did what they could against that team. And the Niners, like you said, they look they look fantastic right. going into it. Uh, when you look at the playoffs this year, it's just been weird. Yeah, and I I think the Niners right now look like the best team in football, and uh, it's going to be interesting because, like last night, the story obviously was the Ravens getting bounced and just like not looking good at all. I and you could tell early that it was going to be a problem once they yeah. were able to shut down some of that run game. And I don't think there's – I think Lamar will eventually figure it out. But, like, the excitement for the playoffs is kind of down, though, when you lose a guy like Lamar Jackson, who is an electrifying guy. That kind of sucks. You don't get to see him in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, I mean, the, there's a lot of the the kind of big stars lost early on. I mean, Bra- no Brady, no Tom yes. Brady. Lamar Jackson's now gone. I mean, now you're – Like, the t- Ryan Tannehill is one win away from going to a Super Bowl. Which is unreal. Think about that. Unreal. How many passes did he throw yesterday? Like six, I don't know. Was six, it – some small. Yeah. He I has like 183 yards, I think, in the last two games. Something like that, right? It's unreal. Yeah. It, it got kind of stinks to be uh, Marcus Mariota sitting there in the, in the, in the back hey, watching I don't that know. He, he could get some uh, – he could move to a different place, get some big money. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. I can't. That guy stinks. Mariota? He, yeah. And he was so good in college, too. He was. He was he, so he was good. great in college. But, yeah, I mean, there's no excitement. I mean, the Chiefs still – I feel like ever since the the injury um, and the injury and everything to Mahomes, they just haven't been the same team, and it hasn't yeah. been the excitement level of like, oh, the Chiefs are still here, the Chiefs are still around, even with the Texans. There's nothing of like, oh, Watson that can make a run. There's it hasn't been a team that you're like, this is the team America is pushing for. I do. I don't want to jump ahead, but I do think that this Chiefs Texans game today might get ugly. I, I I don't believe in the Texans at all. And I, I get that Deshaun Watson played a pretty solid game to to get them to a win last week, but there's just something I don't think Bill O'Brien's a good coach at all. And there, I I don't know the Chiefs. Colin was saying earlier, I think last week, like the Chiefs 
have this aura about them that like that they're I mean they were really good last year and they took a step back this year, but they're still the Chiefs. They have playmakers all over the field. So I don't think that game will be close. The Packers Seahawks game is gonna be fun to watch in my opinion. But anyway, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. Titans Ravens, this sucked. I felt terrible for that Lamar. That was a Jackson. terrible game. That was a terrible game. Yeah, it was game too. it was bad. I yeah, I felt awful for for Lamar. I don't, I don't feel this... awful for why do you feel awful well, for Well, it's just it's just because he he's obviously had a tremendous career and he is going two he, years. But sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Tremendous year, not career. I'm sorry. Tremendous year this year. And I you would have you had this feeling about the Ravens like they were the team to beat. And I was looking for the Ravens to roll into the playoffs here and like just march right to the AFC championship game, probably march to the Super Bowl, and Lamar was just gonna be so fun to watch this entire playoff. Yep. And he was just like bad. I, the whole team was bad. I thought he, he Lamar too got exposed a couple times. Like once the pocket collapsed, he just stay in there too long. He got careless with the ball a couple times. So he's still obviously a tremendous quarterback. But there was something about it where I was just like, damn, like they, like they just stunk. The game was bad. And there's something I don't like. Good for the Titans, but the Titans are not a sexy team to watch. Like Derrick Henry is a animal king henry man which is just I, that's like how you stop that guy i don't understand and he's not even fast so whatever but either way there there's just like something about like the the titans that are just like not sexy like the ravens are the niners are like the patriots are obviously they're not in it anymore but like even the chiefs they're like the most like boring like math team that's left <laughs> in the playoffs right now I just I don't know. It's my feeling. Yeah, it was a, it was a t- and I think you know L- Lamar and the Ravens became like America's sweetheart. They it, did. It was the team who you were like, oh, they're gonna win a Super Bowl. I love watching Lamar Jackson. I love watching this guy who everyone was like, he should be a wide receiver, and he's he's proven all of them wrong, and he's doing his thing. And to just get beaten the way they did, where they they just look bad in all facets of the game. It it was just ridiculous. And I think I mean props to the Titans because. I don't know how much farther they're going to keep going, how much this this train keeps going for them, but to get this stuff done with, I mean, Henry, 30 carries for 195 yards, and Damn, Tannehill yeah. only has to throw for 14. 14 attempts for Tannehill. That's it. And he looks good throwing two. He got a couple of balls yeah, that were he did. great. He did. I, that's why it was, like, bizarre to me. Like, I, like Ryan Tannehill, like, is he the best quarterback of all time? Like, what, like, he's... I just, like, I've never even... I've. It's so incomprehensible to me of how your quarterback... Throws for that little attempts, like it's just amazing to me. And they, dude, it's that Smash Mouth football. Smash we got, Mouth, a, I got yeah. a text over here that says, "Tell Rabs to respect Smash Mouth football." Okay, who is who's chirping me? I do not know. I do not have the number saved. Oh, so no. whoever just texted, I'm sorry, I do not have your number saved. Incredible. <laughs> right, well, I, no, I, I respect. Oh, I they respect texted the you. Sm- yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That, not yeah that's thing. awkward. I respect the Smash Mouth football. I just it's just incredible to me, Ryan Tannehill. Like, good for him. I guess whatever. Um, but yeah, Lamar Jackson is just that was like so bizarre to watch to me. I was just I was and I would I'll tell you what the Ravens played so bad. I was mentally like you know, kind of like you know what J- John Harbaugh might be gone after this one. Like and that was like what? the, the what beginning of the, the beginning of the year when people <laughs> so were like coach of the year. The, the beginning of the year when people were saying that this might be Harbaugh's last year, or whatever, you know, on his way out after they started off pretty crappy the Ravens and after they were tremendous the rest of the year. I don't know. I was I was doing the gymnastics in my head. Mental gymnastics. They might get rid of this guy. No, but either way. It's like when Tino came in the group chat. He's like, Harbaugh's don't perform in big moments. Yeah, whatever. I mean, he has a Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) So I I, I won't go that far. Um, We'll go to the games today. Texans, Chiefs first, then Seahawks, Packers. Again, you guys have heard my opinion. I think the Chiefs are going to blow the Texans out, and they probably won't, and I'm going to look stupid, but 
I don't know. I'm not sold on Sean Watson. I'm not. By the way, it was Hank who texted me. Sorry, Hank. Oh. Oh. Wow. Ooh, wow. Don't have Hank's number saved. I know that's tough. I'm sorry. Yikes. Mm. Not a great. Not a great day for Kyle. Not a great day as far as being me, uh, nice to other people. Yeah, but okay. I, I. I wonder. Okay. <laughs> sorry, Hank. But anyway, <laughs> I do see the Chiefs rolling in this one. I think maybe you give it two and a half quarters of close football, and then Chiefs just turned it on them. I just I don't I don't see it happening, especially with the way the Texans looked just to get here. It didn't, they didn't look great in the last game. I think Bill O'Brien stinks. There I said it. There I, you said it. I, <laughs> I just he's like a me just like a mediocre Mac coach to me. Like the Texans, the Texans have talent on their team, and it just seems like they are always that team that just like they either are so close to the playoffs that don't make it, or they just underachieve every year. And that's yeah, why people people love Deshaun Watson. I understand he's a, he's a good talent, but he gets talked about like he's this like elite quarterback in the league. I really don't think he is. And, I'd like, I, and I'm still mad at him because DeAndre Hopkins did not get the ball enough this year, in my opinion. Um, and that, I put that all on, on Deshaun Watson. Maybe that's, that's mean of me to do, but I do. Um, Collins, any thoughts on uh, Chiefs-Texans? Uh, I will say I think the Texans will play a lot better than they did last week. They played horrific. So. They were, yeah, it was pretty bad. They were horrible. And then Deshaun Watson just basically put the team on his back and they won that football game. So I think they'll be better as a collective, and I do think this game will be a little bit closer than what people think. They're 10-point underdogs. They are? Yes. Mm. Oh, I don't hate it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's going to be a tough environment going into Arrowhead, one of the louder places yeah, to play in the NFL. But at the same time, like, I know the Texans secondary is not great, and I think Mahomes will have a field day. I also think Kansas City's defense is not say, good. Chiefs' defense isn't great. Like, people have been like, oh, it's been a lot better recently. They've played terrible teams recently. That's why. So I, I, I think this will be a shootout today. Seahawks, Packers. Let's go Lam- Seahawks. At Lambeau. I love. I hope it's there's just it's a mess and there's just snow everywhere tonight in Lambo. I think there should be. There, they, I saw something about how they were like asking for volunteers to shovel the field at Lambo. There was no snow. No I snow. saw it on ESPN this morning. There's no snow. It's just cold. Oh, that sucks, dude. I can't like I played football for a couple of years as a kid and like playing in those cold weather games absolutely brutal. Yeah, like are we had it's hurt more. That's we had I, just the the way our schedule was set up like starting or if you got deep into the season and you were playing like in December or whatever it was, it's just oh brutal. But I I am so I struggle so hard to find like a way to believe the Packers are good. It's just like they're like the best. I think like the best or they're the worst good team, if that makes sense. I mean, you. I feel That's like- how I view. Like Aaron Rodgers has not been very good this year. That just let's just call for what it is. I don't. I and it's bizarre how they like beat teams and. I don't know. I mean, whatever. Yeah, I think I mean you remember the time. I mean, this season Green Bay was was the team, and then once again they hit a dip, and now they've tapered out. And I just feel like it, it, there's no team besides the Niners that are a surefire that team's going. And I think this game ends up because I think Seattle is one of those teams that like teeters the line as well. And I, but I think they get it done. I I think I I prefer to roll with Wilson and those guys and those boys and you know a, a new brought out Marshawn Lynch to go and get it done. Yeah, I, Dude, I, I'm sick and tired of Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> he does nothing for them. He's literally at like 20 yards in yeah, like two right. games. He's play- like, I get he's a good like goal line back. They're so hurt, and I know they have Homer, who's like their secondary back. But Marshawn Lynch, 
He's not doing you anything, and people are like so hyped about him being back. It's just the it's just like yeah, the it's just personality. Cool. It's I the guess. personality, because I mean, it's it's what you expect. Like, but, like, I don't think this guy was really out here training to come back. They're just like, yo, Marshawn, are you like, can you run? Yeah, 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 yeah I, for sure. He's like never been in good shape. Marshawn Lynch is like a guy I've never really like understood. I don't. Like, I, I never like thought Marshawn, he, but I'm I like, never. Eh. I never thought he was a great running back either. I don't no, know, maybe, no, he was really good. I'm no, not I saying well, I think I think. As far as his numbers go, like obviously they're there, but I just he's just like one of those guys. He's like he's not that all that fast, but he's got like the Derrick Henry, like this guy's just like so big. Good luck ta- good luck tackling him type he, build. He's also been all like awesome in the playoffs. Yeah. He's like always been really good yeah. in the playoffs. But like the thing about Marshawn though, like everyone likes Marshawn. I'm like, eh, I'm fine with not liking Marshawn. I don't know what it is. You know, I'm not like I'm, I'm tired, not high. Like, eat your Skittles. On like in the locker room, I'm tired of you eating Skittles on the freaking sidelines. Oh, I love Sorry. Skittles. I'm craving Skittles hard right now. Ooh, that sounds good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't I don't know how to figure out the Packers. I and, and the Seahawks are weird too because they they'll show some moments where they're just a tremendous football team and Russell Wilson's like firing on a, Russell Wilson was like a, a legit MVP candidate. And I I think it might have kind of fallen off a bit, but he was tremendous during the season. And then of course, obviously they got banged up a bit. But it just—I don't know. The, the Seahawks are capable of playing bad football. They just—they're so wishy-washy to me. So this game—I I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a very tight game um, for pretty much the entire game. I don't know. Do we want to do want to pick these games? Should we pick them? I'm not going to make you do the music, but should we pick these ones? Yeah, why not? Do you want? Do you want me to get you the lines yeah, right get, now? Yeah, give me the lines. Okay. Cool. Do you want which one you want? You want to go with the first game? Yeah, we'll start go, with the first. Start, one. start with the first game. Okay, Kansas City. Like I said earlier. Minus 10 in Arrowhead. I'll start off. I'm going to give my own pick here. I think Houston's on cover. I, that is a big number for the playoffs. Uh, what was, do you know what the spread on the Tennessee game was yesterday? They were plus 10 too last night. Yeah, I was going to say, I, like, that was a big one too. I don't know, man. This, I, like, I am just not sold on the Texans and I don't think they would win either way. I just don't, I, I, I can see them covering, but I don't, I don't think they will. I don't, I, like, I've, I'm riding this train of, Kansas City rolling them, and I can't backtrack now. I'm mean, like I'm stuck in this spot, so I'm gonna take the Chiefs. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Chiefs as well. I am okay. gonna roll with it. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on the same bandwagon of, of Chiefs rolling in this one. Okay. I I I I I, I, I do, like when I first thought I was like wow Texans stink like Kansas City's gonna blow yeah. out of the water, but like. I just don't think Kansas City's defense is gonna be able to hold up, and I I, I understand that. The Houston Texans offensive line is so bad, but like they have to be better. That's like my logic for everything. Like the law average, they average out. Like yeah. I, that's what I just assume. But move on to that game. Seattle plus four in Lambeau. Seattle plus four. I hate this game. Mm. <laughs> I, if I if I I'm not I'm not betting on this game. I hate this game. This is a weird line to me. I would take I I like Seattle. I think they'll win outright. But I but playing at Lambo's tough place to play too. And really cold. tough. So and, and like <sighs> Rogers is stunk all year. He's done a he has to pick it up. He hasn't stunk all year. He just like that offense has not been that good. Yeah, he's just been eh. Like the whole team has been eh. Like their defense has been pretty good. Sedarius so Smith's a monster for them. But like other than that, like eh? I don't I don't know what the I I just like don't know what the Packers. I'm gonna go Seattle in this one. Uh, I th- this is gonna be a close one, but I think Seattle pulls this one out. Okay. What do you got, Collins? What What do I got? Uh, 
I actually kind of like the Packers. Because mm. I just, I, they have to. Like, they went, what did they go, 13 and 3? Yeah. They're like the Sneaky. worst 13 and 3 team exactly. I've ever seen. The worst good team ever. Um, all right. So now, before we wrap up the show for today, obviously the conference championships, we are awaiting these uh, last two games here. Uh, does your opinion change at all now that the Ravens are out as to who is going to take the crown? Does my opinion change as to who takes it all? Yeah. I did, I did have the – I wasn't on here for the Super Bowl predictions. I don't think I nope. was. Yeah, no, yeah. you were not. I was not. So I, And I had the Ravens winning the Super Bowl. So mm. I'll give you a – okay, so second option. Now. You, have, you have new life. Who's, who's winning it now, the Niners? I don't mean to mm. put words in your mouth, mm. but I know you like the mm. Niners. Yeah, I do like the Niners. Although I am at the point where we're going Titans, Titans maybe? To win it all? That's a – the no way, are, dude. But I think if no you if you way. think about like there's no way they were supposed to get here. I know, but there's really no way they're gonna win the Super Bowl. Like that's outrageous. Come on, dude. Over the Chiefs, like they, they like that's who they probably have to. I mean, yeah, I'm a Texan still. So I, yeah. I feel bad. If anyone's a Houston Texans fan, I'm sorry. I don't think you guys. Are but I mean, good. we were saying that Tennessee over dude, the Ravens. I, look, I, I, Tennessee in the Super Bowl would be terrible for the NFL. <laughs> like I, I actually don't know. I I've never in my life. Met someone who like is a Titans fan, like if I I think if I had to name all thirty two NFL teams, I might say the Titans last. Just I like okay, about I wouldn't go that far. I would. How my brain That's works. A whole lot of brain. shots towards the yeah. Titans no right shots. now, That's man. That's how my brain works. That's just not no shots. But like, I the see. Titans aren't like the St. Louis Rams were. Like, come on. Ooh, whoa. that's tough. Yeah. Whoa, 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 Yikes. whoa! Now greatest show a... on turf. That's just <laughs> unnecessary. Yeah, stay in your lane over there. Okay. Who's winning Gosh. the Super Bowl? Yeah, where, where are the Lions been? I nowhere. So, how, how many how many playoff wins? Stop that. Not a lot. But I I, I think San Francisco's gonna win it. I just think they're the most complete team, and they got the best coach right now. Best looking or best best coach. coach. I hate his hat so much. You're he a big Cliff guy, hat. aren't you? What Cliff Kinsbury? Yeah. Is, is, is he your your best looking coach? Uh, probably Midvay. McVeigh's at that confidence. Oh, okay. So yeah. you like McVeigh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I feel it. Yeah. I feel it. But yeah, I, I agree. Niners are the most complete team. If you're rolling with kind of the same with, with college, you know, your team of destiny, the Titans could be it. I mean, Derek, it doesn't look like anybody's stopping Derrick Henry. Yeah. Okay. Anytime soon. Stay woke on the Titans. And with that, it's one o'clock. Time to go. You can, what's the thing? You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You can't stay here. I mean, they can because we'll you, play music. Yeah, after you this, can. But. You don't have to leave because this is a radio station, so there are things that happen after the show. But we're going to, I mean, we could also stay like physically in the studio, but we're going to go home. That's true. Also, uh, a score update on Purdue, Michigan, 30, or Purdue, Michigan State, 37 20. Boilermakers in the lead. Halftime. Can't wait to sweat through that second half when I go home. All right, that's it today for the Green and White Report brought to you by Impact in NFM. WDBM for Ryan Collins, for Julian Mitchell, and myself. That's all for us today. Join us next Sunday and every Sunday at 11 a.m. This has been the Green and White Report. You have been listening to the Green and White Report on WDBM. For all your sports news and notes, go to impact89fm.org sports.